what will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate, it's a history. For Ashley, a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Kate. Welcome to Mad Women. Now you're a parrot. I know. You didn't see that coming. I did not. You've been a talk show host. Uh Uh-huh. A radio host. Indeed. And now you're a bird. That's... I'm going through all the different, like, vocal-focused professions, including bird. Including bird. That classic profession Carnival Barker. I've always wanted to be one of those. Okay. Uh, Maybe selling popcorn at a local stadium. What does that sound like? Popcorn here. Got your popcorn here. (laughs) Yeah. Hot popcorn. I would buy popcorn from that person. Hey. Well. That's great. Great. (laughs) This is Mad Women. Where we talk about to show mad men. And we get angry. We're some mad ladies. We're very angry. Uh, I don't know if we've addressed this on the podcast, but I just want to remind our listeners that we started recording this long before the Taylor Swift song, Mad Woman, came out. Mm -hmm. I like that song, but we did not steal from that song. No. We did steal from Mad Men. Yes. But that's kind of part and parcel of doing a Mad Men podcast. (laughs) Can't really blame us for that one. Last week... I don't think we did anything wrong. Listen, I wrote down an oopsie daisy. What did we? Well. It's not we. It's me. Okay. It's me. All right. And I feel it's... good now. Okay. Is it, did you so get something much... wrong in Bye Bye Birdie? No. None. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was, that all, was all spot on. That mm-hmm. is factual how that show. Watch the movie and you'll see. Okay. No. This was, I realized when listening back, I kept, I was very enamored with people's lapels <laughs> and things on people's lapels. Yeah. And then I realized... Those aren't lapels. They're just collars. It's your collar. Okay. I And I felt yeah. unsettled by my inaccuracies. Okay. I I didn't think too deeply about it. I was, I think that might have crossed my mind, but. You should have called me out and been like, bitch, is it on a jacket? Is it off to the side? Or is it around your neck? That's a collar. <laughs> and then I've been like, fuck, Katie, you're right. You truly overestimate my, like, sartorial vocabulary. <laughs> I don't know how to identify pieces of clothing. I, okay. You'll remember the up-down situation that I described. <laughs> so this is truly your field of expertise. I do remember the up-down situation. Now I'm very happy. Okay, good. Well, great. I'm so glad that we did everything right. Yeah. Just knocking it out of the park. Well, then in that case, Ashley predicted. Ashley predicted that in season three, episode three, Jean would be going haywire. Okay. There would be constant plumbing problems in the house, be and and they would just be finding stuff that he had shoved down pipes. Right. He did go haywire. Yeah. There just wasn't plumbing. There issues. was no. Well, that we saw. It could have saw. been off camera. That's true. We'll allow for that. Betty is getting more and more pregnant. 
Uh, but Jean is flushing all the new crib room stuff down the toilet. <laughs> so Betty has emotions, but she can't show them. Okay. And at some point, Sally looks directly at the camera and says, my mommy is angry. <laughs> Don would start going to PTA meetings and oh. taking Sally to school uh, because this new, you right. know, sexy teacher. And we would learn that the teacher can cook bacon. She's artsy and earthy and has a business. Right. Because she's a little bit of Ron, like a Tammy, a right. Ron Swanson style He's a Tammy, Tammy. too. And, she, she's a Tammy, too. Uh, also Art Bitch Midge. Right. Also Mama Merkin. Right. Her name would be... Mrs. Fillenbacher, because she would be our third PPP. Right, right. <laughs> Peggy would go into every meeting saying, you want to talk about whatever they're talking about? And just stare at them while rifling through her papers. Mm. And her power would be scary. Now, listen, that kind of came to be. She just she walked staring. into some rooms. She walked into some rooms. She did some staring. <laughs> made some declarations. Made some declarations. And then she had some power. She had some papers, too. She had some papers. They hey. were rolled up with the devil's lettuce inside. <laughs> uh, Pete would try to weasel his way into every account, buying uh, timber to try to get into patio. Right. Because he doesn't actually do the research. Right. And then he would just be sitting with his shotgun thinking about this trudy would have no ridiculous thing i think new rich person like uh, accessory maybe i think so okay because i i wrote right next to it the lingo would be welcome to the 60s welcome to the 60s i'll have you know i actually wrote welcome to the 90s <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a Mistranslation. Well, because we said that that's what we used to say. Exactly. In the 90s. Exactly. And by we, I mean me, because you were a tiny, tiny baby child. Right. You were all of three years older than I was. Exactly. The entire time. uh, That is enough time to get sassy. It is. And I did. (laughs) I get pretty sassy, but it's usually in a very uh, nerdy way Uh that doesn't really hit well. It doesn't make a lot of lingo lists. It doesn't. Not pop culture lingo lists. No. No. But one day, I'll have my own lingo. (laughs) Then you'll be sorry. I will. (laughs) Revenge. I'll rue the day. Indeed. First you make a rue the day. So we're talking about (laughs) season three, episode three, My Old Kentucky Home. Would you like to hear a synopsis for double butt cheeks? For double butt cheeks. (laughs) Give it to me. I love a double butt cheeks. Roger throws an expensive derby day party with his new wife. Yeah. Joan throws a smaller dinner party for her husband's boss. Mm. Peggy and Paul get stoned while working on a campaign for Bacardi. And Sally steals money from her grandpa, Jean. I, I had to pause because the synopsis that I copied wrote, and Don's daughter, Sally, steals money from her grandpa. <laughs> I was like, thanks for that. Yeah. So the first thing we see in this episode is a disclaimer. Yes. Saying, warning, you're about to see some racist stuff. Yeah. There's blackface, and we uh, we decided that we wanted to represent these events. Right. But right. we recognize that it ain't cool. It's what not did you cool. think of this? Well, okay, now, this was interesting. I When this popped up, mm-hmm. I assumed that we would be seeing some, like, 
actual footage mm. from the 60s okay. of someone in blackface. That it yeah. would be like, you know, when they show Anne Margaret or uh-huh. they show some actual, right. you know, historical footage. Yes. I was not expecting <laughs> what it turned out to be, uh-huh. uh, which we'll get there, Yeah. Uh, which was they specifically wrote for this to happen. Yes. Which was very interesting. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure why. Okay. We can talk about it yeah. when the time comes. But uh-huh. when I originally saw this uh, disclaimer, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I agree. We shouldn't shy away uh-huh. from history. We shouldn't try and, you know, yeah. p- paint everything over with rose-colored glasses or pretend right. that these, uh, you know, racist things didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So we're going to actually portray the 60s how it how they were. Yeah. But I assumed it would be, like, actual things that happened uh-huh. historically. And that's not what it was. All right. Well, I would... We'll love to get into a conversation with you when we get to that when the part. When the time comes. For sure. Yes. In context. Uh, I will note, like, I was looking at a couple articles. It was just from last summer that I guess they were putting, when they were putting this on, like, AMC Plus or on the IMDb or whatever, that it was an affirmative decision to retain this episode. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other shows, including 30 Rock, Community, and Scrubs, when they are available streaming, ep- they have episodes with blackface that are just not available. Interesting. And I would say generally, like, I I can't speak entirely for each of those episodes, mm-hmm. but I would guess that they were making some kind of joke, maybe a subversive joke, mm-hmm. maybe. But, like, you know using it as some humorously right whereas i think in this case it's more like trying to just portray right historical realities and, right and things so just as a first off distinction yes. between those yes and it was interesting in their little disclaimer it, mm-hmm. it mentions that like we yeah. are intentionally choosing to air mm-hmm. this in its entirety yeah um which was confusing to me at first. Because you didn't really know what it would be. Well, I didn't know what it would be. And also it was like, well, why would you have filmed it if you weren't planning to air it? Because I thought yeah. maybe that was the original uh, um, disclaimer when mm-hmm. it aired on yeah. AMC, you know, originally. Yeah. And I was like, well, of course you're intentionally choosing. You <laughs> filmed it. Uh, but that makes more sense yeah. that in the, you know, mm-hmm. in the streaming. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I've ever seen that disclaimer before. Yeah. And I've seen it. I, I probably watched this show when it aired live and mm-hmm. then I've seen it since on uh, what's that thing? Netflix? David? Oh. No, not David. Netflix, yeah. Alright, so, just like last episode started with Anne Margaret, yeah. this episode started with them looking for their Anne Margaret. Looking for an Anne Margaret. Mm-hmm. And there's this, you know, young lady in a pink tight dress. Very ruffly. Very ruffles. Lots of ruffles. Well, apparently she she at some point is instructed to do the twist. Mm-hmm. And I feel like ruffle really helps if you're trying to round out that twist. Well, because what's inter- interesting, the uh-huh. ruffles were on the top, mm. not around the hips. Oh. It was well. like the, the shirt was ruffly and then it was a tight yeah. pencil skirt. Okay. It was still cute, it was but. Really cute. Well, the men think it's very cute. Smitty and. They're all goo goo over and her. And Harry and the other one. <laughs> and Peggy is just very straightforward. And so Harry is the one who asks her to do the twist. And uh, she does it. And then Peggy tells him, Harry, you're not in this process. You're a spectator. Don't forget it. Mm-hmm. Ken and Pete come and tell them that they got to do, they got to work on the weekend. They're very chummy all of a sudden. Yeah. 
There, I was expecting, and I'm sure it'll come, <laughs> but after we learn in the first ep that mm-hmm. they're, like, pitted against each other, I right. was expecting a sort of more continual yeah. at each other's throats or, you uh-huh. know, a race to the top. Yeah. And they're just, like, total buds. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, pals. Yeah. Well, we gotta do this. I mean, so could we think perhaps when Pete was in that in Don's office and like all the partners were there and he kind of says, do you think he actually did have a change of heart and he's going to give it the old college try? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, because then, because Uh then that doesn't make any sense in the narrative. Okay. Because why set that all up in Uh season one or in episode one of setting up this, we're going to have this rivalry and we're going to make you guys duke it out Mm -hmm. and then immediately let it go. I don't know, maybe, like, Pete was supposed to grow and change or something. But (laughs) here's a question. What, I mean, all right, so they come in here and they deliver this news together. Are there other examples you have of them being chummy? Well, later at the party, I mean, just in general, when they're around Mm -hmm. each other. They don't even talk to each other at the party. But they don't actively annoy each other either. This show's got... 15 storylines. They don't need <laughs> Ken and Pete. Well, listen, I'm just telling you what I'm observing, right. and that's that they're buds. Okay. <laughs> they're best friends they're now. They're being real buddy chums right now. <laughs> they uh, have sleepovers. Yes. Yes, they are braiding each other's tiny man hair. <laughs> that's why Pete ends up going bald. It's Ew. because Ken is giving yeah. his braiding Who said his Pete hair. goes bald? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you getting this information from? <laughs> All right, all right. So no one wants to do it. They all have excuses, but they're going to have to. And uh, the other, everyone else is not going to be working this weekend because the Sterlings are throwing a Derby Day party. Mm -hmm. And Roger and Jane Sterling. mm -hmm, The happy couple. And creative is not invited, essentially. Like they they hate creative. Uh, They don't get to come in. The rest of the episode, Paul is just bitching about why he was not invited. Yes. So he's like, I've been here as long as then. And Sal says, I've been here six years longer. Right? Sal wasn't even invited. No. Where was Sal? He was only in this very yeah. opening scene. That was it. Dang, so Sal. So he didn't have to work on the weekend. Go which you. Which is interesting. Um, he would have been great at either any of the parties that we saw. Yeah, he would It would have been fun to see him do... He should have just been at Joan's house. Well, you know where he probably was? Where? Cruising in the park. <laughs> That's a good point. We can't see, I mean, yeah. you know, slowly. Right. Very, very slow. He's not yet cruising. He's just in the park. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, it's Saturday. It's yeah. a beautiful day. Yeah. I'm going to hang out in the park. And this is where he starts getting the ideas of, mm. oh, there's a handsome fella. Okay. Oh, there's a handsome fella. Uh-huh. So he's starting to think about cruising in the park, which will eventually lead to cruising in the park, which will eventually lead to Grinder. Okay. So that's where he is, this app. He's hanging out in Central Park. All right. Thank you, Ashley. Yeah, you're welcome. For our cell update. <laughs> we see Joan and a couple secretaries. Woo! How's Joan looking? Joan can get it. Joan can get it. I literally wrote Joan can get it. <laughs> Why? She looks so good. She's beautiful. <sighs> I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, well. It makes me crazy. You know who else? Makes Joan crazy. Jane. Yes. Because here comes Jane walking on in the office. Mm-hmm. And what is she wearing? Like she owns a place. She's got a real cute black and white, like, Harlequin print dress mm-hmm. and a dumbass hat. <laughs> She's rich now. 
She's She'll be wearing, wearing dumb hats. Now listen, it looked fine from the front. Yeah. In the front, it looked like just a, a regular hat with a, like a wide brim. Yeah. And then we get like a profile view of her, and it's this giant beehive. <laughs> yeah. It's humongous. <laughs> it's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. I love that it has a reveal too. It does. It's like it you don't really realize does. how dumb it is. You don't realize how yeah. rich she is right. until she's in profile, and then it, you're like, yeah. Oh. There's just like a like a rich richometer that's yeah. just the needle is kind of it's just jumping up, coming a little bit, but then she turns around yes. and just bam hits yes. the red on the old. Oh. It's because she's got that PPP money now. She got that PPP money. They're all millionaires. Mm. All right, I had to remember which PPP <laughs> to which you were referring. <laughs> and you know what? She. Do you think that Jane knows about Joan and Roger? That they're married. Do you think that Jane knows about Joan and Roger? Just ask the same question. Again. <laughs> think through who's Jane. Okay, I got Jane. Does she know about Joan and Roger? That they're married. Oh, Roger, not Greg. <laughs> I couldn't tell which of the names you were. Uh, I figure Joan and Jane, since those are the similar ones. Right. But no, Roger and Greg. Roger and Greg. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, that's a great cue. I say mm-hmm. no. Okay. She doesn't know about Joan. Jane does not know about Joan and Roger, but Jane yes. doesn't like Joan because Joan fired her. Mm. She's still holding that grudge about being fired and going mm. behind her back, getting rehired, and then I starting this whole thing. Quite literally forgot that happened (laughs) you're like what could this tension be this is why i have to do an entire podcast because i forget this show every time i watch i love it so much well then that really explains why jane is such a bitch they're both bitches to each they're doing that perfect girl bitch thing yes right yes the girl bitch thing where you're acting so friendly Mm -hmm. and it's a little too friendly without actually being kind i just love how you can wear anything oh my god and like you don't feel bad about it right (laughs) you're just you're wearing the hell out of that hat you can just like eat whatever you want can't you (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's perfect caddy niceness i wrote caddy niceness caddy niceness because it's nice yeah technically sure but caddy is hell yeah extreme frenemy energy but not even yes not even that much no so think like jane just keeps losing weight so she has to get her rings resized uh, asks if Joan is still living in, you know, the old dump where she was. but th- <laughs> And Joan says that they're looking to move, and she names streets. I refuse to understand New York City Perfect. street system. But Jane does say, I get a nosebleed anywhere above 86th Street. What the fuck does that mean? It means she's a, she's a bitch. <laughs> is it? It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a facetious a- statement. Well, I know. No, 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 no. I know yes. that. But isn't? The upper side where you want to be? Or is that too upper? Is now, is 86th Street, like, now you're getting away from the good parts? I. You don't know about New York. I I, refuse to learn. I refuse to learn specifics. (laughs) I am going off of context clues. Okay. That above 86th Street is not the fancy place to Yes, I know, I know. But but also, I would think New York has changed a lot in the intervening 60 years. True. I've been watching that Sons of Sam documentary. It's really oh. good. It's very good. But does it tell you that mm-hmm. um, Pete was the impetus? 
for the son of Sam. Honestly, is that part of the part of it is that David Berkowitz was not the only or uh-huh. even the main huh. guy. All right. Spoiler alert for yeah. Sons of Sam. Beautiful. But the name of it is Sons of Sam. I was going to say Sons. Yeah. Yeah. So it really does open the door for... For a Pete Campbell. A Pete Campbell to be See? among them. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now I'm curious about that because, I mean, mm-hmm. I know Upper East Side, Upper West Side is where yeah. all the riches live. They don't want to yeah. be lower. They don't want to be uh-huh. in the village. That's not yeah. where the fancy people are. Yeah. Well, but maybe too far up, and now you're back into the bad town. I can only assume that's what Jane. I also is assumed that from yeah. from the implication, but because otherwise it would make no sense, right? And so she also makes Joan like go have her have a girl grab her driver. You know. Oh, because the driver's just going to be circling. Yeah, she's bossing her around. So yeah. another secretary comes in, and that is Olive. Oh, Olive. Olive is Peggy's new secretary. Yeah, because the old one was always late. What, did she get in here on a horse and buggy? Right. Did you remember that? You know, <laughs> weddings make you bloat or yeah. something. What was she talking about? Yes. Water weight? brides get nervous. <laughs> yes. And so I just want to say, very Don Draper of Peggy to have like... A new secretary. A, yeah, two secretaries in three episodes. Listen, I told you last ep, she's uh-huh. becoming Don Draper. I... You're not wrong. See? Here it is. And she greets Peggy with two mugs. Uh, Peggy tells her that going forward, there's no need to include Mr. Crane in casting. Yes. And she has both tea and coffee ready for Peggy because Lola said a second cup of coffee makes Peggy edgy. Mm Mm-hmm. And Peggy tells her, I want you to forget everything Lola told you. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Uh, Don... Comes home to Betty, we see there's just a big bucket of peeled potatoes yeah. on the counter. Which, listen, where do you think all those scraps went? All they, the peels. Right down that sink. Right down that kitchen sink. I can't, I can't imagine. Because Carla said that, what's his name, said he was on KP duty. Do you know what KP stands for? Kate Pritt. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, according to Wikipedia, kitchen police or kitchen patrol. Kitchen something. Folks who work under the kitchen staff assigned to junior U.S. enlisted military personnel. So instead of thinking that it's prohibition mm. and the fuzz is after him, he thinks he's in the military. Yeah. Peeling taters. Uh, Don doesn't want to go to this party that Paul is so desperate to go to. Right. But Betty bought a dress. She bought a new dress. She's ready to go to a derby yeah. party. And in the first of many instances of pregnant women drinking in this episode, she drinks some of Don's whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go upstairs. And there's adorable Sally. Being real adorable. Being real cute with her little lisp. Uh-huh. Reading to Grandpa Jean. Reading the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. Yeah. Now, according to Matt Saller Seiss' mm-hmm. article in Mad Men Carousel, yes. he points out that... Similar to how last week was Love Among the Ruins, mm. there is a lot of there are a lot of uh, allusions to declining empires in this episode. Okay, so very you know overtly <laughs> the decline mm. and fall of the Roman Empire is what Sally is reading to Grandpa Jean. Yes, we've also got Peggy had just told her secretary to forget everything Lola told you. It's a new world. Mm-hmm. We're changing things. So yeah. it's just something we can keep Okay, an let's for. track it. We're going to track, track it. Let's just track it. I don't know if, you know, maybe a Kentucky Derby party might have something. 
uh, <laughs> about a declining empire. So uh, Don comes in. Bobby is just on his back like a spider monkey. I did, did not know? even notice that. Don is in like a full suit. Oh, oh, he's on Don's back. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. No. Did you, were you picturing like Bobby just. On the floor with his arms and legs. <laughs> you said spider monkey, but I heard like roly poly on his back. Just like a little bug. <laughs> just a little Not bug on a spider. Yeah. Just a, a bug. Right, right. Okay. Right. It's cute. Uh, and yeah, Sally and Jean were just super sweet. You can tell this is like granddaughter grandpa bonding sweetness very cute stuff then we're at it's saturday we're in betty's office nope Nope. we're in peggy's office peggy's office i I wrote betty (laughs) two times um (laughs) peggy she's just got like her head down on her hands she's just at her desk head down i thought she was sleeping she looks like she was trying to sleep yeah and kinsey is using harry crane's like fraternity paddle mm-hmm. to hit the golf golf things what is that like a like a spanking paddle why does yes. he have that yes oh yeah it's a it's a hazing thing and they just had them oh yeah that's like a classic thing with your fraternity okay. um, letters on it yeah and you spank the asses of all the new okay pledges all right so I'm they probably say hires but that's not you don't get hired <laughs> <laughs> the freshman well, what if that's what you did when you get to a new job? Oh my god! And there's a paddle with like the company logo on it, <laughs> and they're like, "All new hires, get in here." Now you know how cows feel. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> how dare you make me feel like a cow? Because they get branded. I got it. I oh, was thank there. you. I know you were. Smitty is pouring rum and cokes because they are working on Bacardi. Bacardi. Girl, I love a rum and coke. Yeah? I know that at 35, I'm not supposed to. Why not? But that's like the thing you drink when you're 18. Eh, who cares? Okay. I never had them when I was 18. I didn't have yeah. one until I was 33. And then I was like, wow. Why have I never had these before? This is delicious. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that is a standard maybe for people in Michigan. A but if coke? you lived in like Miami, uh-huh. it doesn't matter how old you are. It really? would be totally normal. Would it? Sure. Why? Because... Because what is it about in Miami that makes a rum and coke so palatable? Well, because rum is a Cuban, like a Caribbean thing. Okay. So it's part of the culture. All right. All right. And yeah, so like rum is just a tropical uh, liquor. Okay. And Coca-Cola is delicious. It is. And so, yeah, don't feel free. Okay, thank you. Feel, feel Listen, good I about get, yourself. I get judged. Whenever I'm like out with people and I order uh-huh. a rum and coke, they're like, <laughs> Who does this? People. And what are they drinking? I don't know. Fancy drinks like a gin and tonic. There's nothing. Gin and tonic and rum and coke are the exact same thing. I agree. It's soda and liquor. I agree. And one of them is sweet and one of them is more bitter. And one of them is is good and one of them is gross. All right. That's. Look. (laughs) You don't need to yuck other people's yums. All right. Just because they're yucking yours. Okay. You're right. I'm gonna. All would right. you cross one is sweet stitch and one is that for me? Yes, I will. All right, I'll see it in three years. <laughs> uh, Smitty says Bacardelicious. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they get on a real good yeah. little pun streak. Peggy says Bacardelightful. Yeah. I do need to remind you at this point. I have a first cousin once removed whose name is Bacardi. You do? Yes, I do. He is a white male of. His you name know, is Western Bacardi? European origin. That's correct. I have no explanation for you. I have nothing to say. Does he have a nickname? 
I'm not close enough to him to know that. Okay. Like, I just, you think he goes by D? This is literally the only thing I know about this guy. <laughs> 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 but I have to tell you. Bacardi. That's correct. Wow. Okay. Smitty says that is booze... Is he Bacard delightful? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could be a Bacard dickhead. I really wouldn't know. <laughs> okay. Smitty says that booze puts me to sleep. I'll take grass any hour of the day. Helps me think. Booze also puts me to sleep, so yeah. I'm with you, Smitty. A lot of people say grass puts them to sleep. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But Smitty's on a different wavelength here. Paul says, when I was at Princeton, I wrote my senior thesis on the passions of the Stoics. Mary Jane was my muse. Mm. And Peggy says, Paul helps me sleep. Because mm. he's so boring. He's so boring. And this is so, you know, introducing a couple things. Uh, Smitty mentions pot, doesn't, n- none of the other ones actually, well, no, never mind. Smitty mentions <laughs> pot, and then Paul mentions Princeton, and then Peggy mentions sleep, and all three of those things come up. <laughs> so Paul sends Peggy. To go get a blender to turn the rum into a frat. Because they're just, like, drinking rum here. Well, yeah. Cause in they my gotta... head, it was, like, 1030 in the morning. They probably had to get well, there in the morning and they I would started think, drinking Yeah, it's rum. at least noon, I would yeah. think. That's, uh, I just, I just like the early. idea of going into work on a, on Saturday, a Saturday and getting and just drunk. Getting drunk and then getting stoned. <laughs> and then just like, okay, that was a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Peggy goes to the break room to get her blender and Olive starts chatting her friggin' ear off. Well, she's surprised to even find Olive here at all. Why is she there? She's like, what are you doing here? And yeah. Olive says, if you're working, I'm working. Yeah. And she's telling her, Olive is telling Peggy her whole life story mm-hmm. about how her husband's away here and her son is off in college and he was going to come home, but he mm-hmm. didn't. And she has nowhere else better to be. Nowhere else better to be. And Peggy doesn't really care. <laughs> no. Peggy, I... It's one of those walking the line things where it's the secretary kind of treating Peggy as another secretary mm-hmm. and Peggy's humoring her, but also not really happy about it. Right. Uh, but yeah, Olive is very maternal. Very maternal. She's certainly an older uh, secretary, as you know, older than Lola Ugh. anyway. And she's just, she's got that maternal sound to her. We go back, Paul bitching about not getting invited to the party isn't again. he as important as cosgrove isn't he though god i mean he's not head he's of accounts not, he's so. not as important as cosgrove or as interesting uh-huh. or as fun to be around so or as like accomplished even though he wishes he were or as cute or as tall there you go yeah paul you ain't tall suck it paul <laughs> Uh, but Smitty's like, hey, let's start talking about pot again. Yeah. You you probably have a drug dealer that you can call. Yeah, he's like, you must know somebody. Uh-huh. Who's your friend? And he's like, as a matter of fact, I do know uh-huh. somebody. So we see Paul looking for, like, through his wallet for the phone number or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we hear Betty calling for Sally. Did you notice that? Justin ca- pointed... So Justin watched the, watched this ep with me again. Okay. And he pointed these out almost every time. Yeah. These are called a J cut. Okay. There's a J cut and yeah. an L cut. Okay. A J cut is when the audio from the previous... Or from the next scene... Uh-huh. Overlaps the previous scene. Yeah. Video. Okay. 
Uh, and the L cut is the opposite. So the L cut oh, is neat. when... Because that happens too. Yeah. The audio from the previous scene overlaps uh-huh. the video of the next scene. I love that yes. you have that information. Yes. So this was a J cut when we hear Betty, but uh-huh. we're still seeing these people talking about getting high. Yeah. That's a J cut. Why do you think they did it so much in this episode? They did it a lot. They did it a lot. And it's not something they've done often. No. Yeah. No. I don't know. All right. Well. I don't know. Well, reflect on them as maybe. They come about. Oh, here's mm-hmm. my here's my wondering. Yes, please. You and I, you and I, Kate, were talking earlier about how there this episode has very distinct storylines. Yes. Whereas previously, everything kind of merges and flows together. All these people are kind of intermingling. Yeah. This episode, everything is very distinct uh-huh. and clear cut. Even though it's happening all in the same day. Yeah. It takes place. Other than that very opening scene. Uh huh. Where they say you got to come in tomorrow. Everything takes place in this same day. Yeah. So I wonder if this J cut Uh and L cut is a way to tie these scenes, these separate storylines back together a little bit. Okay. And maybe like, you know, this is actually, these things are happening simultaneously. Simultaneously. I like that theory. Right. Like in the same moment where these people are talking about getting high in Uh this exact same moment over on the other side of town. Yeah. Betty is saying this. It almost feels like a play. You know how Mm. in a play... They'll, like, half of the stage will be lit yeah. and it'll be finishing and the other half will be dark and starting yeah. up. And then it, it it had that kind of... In the theater, we call those K-cuts. Is that true? No, I'm totally making that up yeah. right now. Wow. <laughs> I believe you. I should have just rolled with it. You realize you can tell me... You can, you can lie to me until I know that something else is true <laughs> and then I will just get really really upset about it Uh, but otherwise you're really open to lying to me perfect great so we have a j cut to betty calling for sally she is in a very pretty lace dress yeah this is her fancy dress that she bought Mm -hmm. to go to this derby party it's very pretty but i am furious at her belly tell us about her belly it just it won't it's not the same no well i don't understand why these costumers couldn't Uh and maybe i don't know yeah. I don't know. I don't understand it, Catherine. Okay. I have to imagine that they did put the same fake-ass belly on her. Yeah, it would be every weird. Every time. Not to. But why does it look so different every time? And uh-huh. also, I yeah. noticed later in this app, yes. it is so low. Yeah? Like, the bottom of her belly, and Justin noticed it, too. Like, damn, uh-huh. that's a really low belly. The bottom of it, straight up, is, like, over her crotch. Yeah. That's not how pregnant bellies work. No. It does not start at your vagina and then bubble out. That's okay. not where your uterus is. I really appreciate. I'm, I got to teach you about yeah. motherhood, Kate. If you get pregnant uh-huh. and you bubble out yeah. from the bottom of your rib cage to yeah. the bottom of your vagina, you're doing it wrong. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, dear. It's uh, very low and uh-huh. it keeps changing in size yeah. and it's infuriating. Yeah. The end. I'm sorry it's distracting you. It really is. Personally? I have not noticed a single difference. All right. Between. Now, I did kind of, when you said a couple apps ago, when she, it was bigger at the beginning than yes. at the end, perhaps it was, you know, how she was sitting, but also it was I, I could tell that it did look very different. Yes. yes. So she's pregnant in some fake way that we hate, <laughs> but the dress is very pretty and it's her hair pretty. is up and she it's gorgeous. She looks beautiful. Yeah. This she is looks a like great an angel. Look. It is. And, yeah, she looks great. It doesn't even matter that she is pregnant, no matter what she says. Sally comes in. She says, I just walked backwards all the way from the living room. It's very cute. 
<laughs> Sally, this is like Sally's breakout episode, it yeah. feels like. There was a lot of Sally in this ep. A lot of Sally. Mm-hmm. She had to do like acting she did. in this episode. Mm-hmm. And she tells Peggy... <laughs> <laughs> All right, clean audio. Ready? She tells Betty that she looks pretty. Uh-huh. Betty says, I look like an open umbrella. Mm-hmm. And then she says, Grandpa says you're going to a soiree. <laughs> what a silly thing. <laughs> so silly. Yeah. And then she goes and Betty, uh, Sally goes uh-huh. to Grandpa Jean's room. He's indisposed at the moment. Right. And what does she do? Well, she sees his money clip sitting there on the dresser. Uh-huh. And she walks over to it. Yeah. And she gets some evil in her eyes. Mm-hmm. A little bit of horns growing out of the <gasps> forehead. Oh, dear. And she steals five whole dollars. Sally! From Grandpa Jean. Oh, What got Sally. into her? Oh, Sally. Is... I don't know. I don't know why she would feel the need to steal five dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't think I need much of a reason for no. her because she's a kid. They little do it. kids, we love getting stuff. Yeah, I just always want to leave room open for meaning. <laughs> Did that pick it up? <laughs> then we are at Joan's house, mm-hmm. and Greg is vacuuming, mm-hmm. and Joan is setting this very lovely and very busy dinner party table setting. It's beautiful. What is Joan wearing? What is Joan wearing? Oh, I know. She's wearing like a black That's cami right. and like a headscarf, a pink yeah. headscarf. She's got her hair in curlers. Yeah. She looks very cute. Yeah, she does. It's domestic Joan again. Joan at home. Joan at home. They're arguing about the seating chart because yes. Greg is insisting that the head of surgery goes at the, so at the head of the table. At the head of the table. Yeah. And Joan's like, <clears throat> No, he do not, not in your house. I won't have his the wives thinking I don't know how to set a table. Right. Man of the house goes at the head, lady of the house at the foot, and then something about closer to the kitchen. And the, yes, at the foot of the table, closest to the kitchen. Okay. Uh, and then boy girl after that around okay. the table. There you go. Yes. Which is kind of fascinating that to like know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm very grateful that I don't have to know that kind of stuff. I don't think it applies anymore. I don't. Not in our circles, anyway. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever be having anyone over for dinner who's going to care <laughs> uh, at my little four-top table. No. <laughs> with two chairs. Right. Greg says, I don't want to have a fight right now. And Joan says, then stop talking. Then stop talking. I and, love it. And I'm going to have to just throw out a... Oh, yeah. Joan really... Joan can get it. She can get it. She's such a strumpet trumpet. Because she, she shuts him up. She's like, I'm not backing down from this because he's about to throw a little tantrum. Yeah. And then she just suggests, how about we just have a buffet, open seating. Everybody's happy. We can put a chafer out right here in the middle. Everybody can serve themselves. Mm -hmm. And he says, okay. Yeah. Because you know what Joan did? She didn't like what was being said. So she changed the conversation. She changed the conversation. Mm -hmm. Oh, damn. And then they kiss, and it's really cute, and then he takes off his shirt, and he's yeah. all muscly and tan. <laughs> Greg is very cute. He is very cute. Yeah. For a rapist. I mean, all right, fine. <laughs> How about the actor who plays Greg is the very cute? The actor who plays Greg is very cute. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. Don, we see, he's dressed, and he turns on the radio, which 
I did not look up what was playing on the radio. It's some scandal about mm-hmm. some something. At first I thought it was Watergate, but then I was like, it can't be Watergate. It's a little early for it's that. Too early for that. <laughs> I but, heard, yeah, some it was scandal. like alcohol something something. Yeah. I'm sure it was important and very relevant. But Betty comes in. Her and belly is big again. It's bigger than it was in the scene before. I, I cannot believe that's true. Yep. All right. Ever well, changing. We'll review that evidence. Okay. So she says, I know, look, I know, look. <laughs> she says, I know I look good for my condition, but I'm still in my condition. Which is so sad. Like, she's always putting herself down. Last episode, she was eating Melba toast. Yeah. It's like she won't even let herself gain weight while she's pregnant. Yeah. It's very disheartening. <laughs> There's a lot of women like that. Yeah. It's real sad. Even to this day, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was not one of them. No, I, I've always been like, man, I wish I could get pregnant and just like eat anything. I well, want. let me tell you, I have always, yeah, always liked my body better when I'm pregnant. Really, always. Just like, been happier with it. And yeah, the way it looks. Yeah, I'm always happier, always with the way my body looks when I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, to be fair, I'm yeah. very lucky in that I'm one of those pregnant ladies who's mm-hmm. only ever gained the belly. Like, I've never, like, my face hasn't grown. I haven't gained weight all over. You know, I'm very lucky in that way. I would, I would guess so. Yes, because I know, like, Uh not every woman is like Uh that, you know. So I'm very lucky in that it really is just all belly. And so here I am, five foot one. Other than Wilma Flintstone, I've never seen anyone carry so well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Like, I Mm -hmm. really loved the way my body looked when I was pregnant. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you ever tried to replicate it? With Uh, a fake-ass belly? I mean, was the belly the part that you liked the most, or was it the way it affected the rest of your body? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I mean, nothing else really changed. My boobs got a little bigger, of course, hey. but only a little. Right. So, I think mm-hmm. it was mostly the belly. Like, okay. I loved wearing tight t-shirts yeah. with this big old round basketball belly. Uh-huh. I just thought it was so cute. All right. That's yeah. sweet. Well. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. If yeah. only you liked yourself now. If only I liked myself. I just need to be PPP, perpetually pregnant, Pashley. <laughs> yes, please. Gene has learned he's been robbed of $5. He's pissed. He's not happy about it. And he's automatically, he hasn't. He doesn't say it, but mm-hmm. he is eyeing Carla. He is, and Carla is eyeing Carla him, too. Carla knows it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Don and Betty kind of humor him. They're like, all right, we'll give you $5, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't want your money. You people, do you think money You think money is the answer to every problem? And Don says, just this particular problem. Yeah. <laughs> Does you people think money is the answer to every problem? Don says, nope, just this particular one. <laughs> this app, let me tell you. Yeah. This app was actually funny. Yeah? There were so many moments where uh-huh. I legit laughed out loud yeah. okay. real hard. Like, this show has always had yeah. levity mm-hmm. and a few comical moments where you're yeah. like, Peh. right. But this was, I was rolling in some parts. I love that. Let me and tell this you. This was one of those lines. I think this show goes even more into that. Like oh, that I is very, it. there's a, I like to call Mad Men my favorite workplace comedy. <laughs> Because there, it does have a lot of episodes like this where it's I just like it. there's a lot of funny. So I'm glad yes. that you like that kind of funny I because do. you will be very well uh, rewarded. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. So Don's like, all right, I don't want to fight about this. I'm He's like, yeah, he didn't, he didn't want to go to this party. And yeah. I was like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. 
Then we see Paul welcoming his old buddy Jeffrey into his office. Who has an amazing tiger duffel bag. Oh, yeah? It looks like a bowling bag. Uh It's like a leather bag, but it's bright orange and has this awesome tiger face. I didn't, I didn't like look closely at it. I look forward to looking at it. Yeah. (laughs) That was the same jump. It's just he had a table on top of it. Cat problems. Cat problems. Cat problems. Cat podcast. Mm. Cat cast. So it makes sense he has a tiger bag. Because they were in the tiger tones. Because they were the Princeton Tigers. Yeah. Jeffrey lists the things that he has for them. Mm -hmm. He has Dexies, Benzedrine strips, Boo, and he can even get junk. He can. So I'm guessing junk is heroin. Yes. And Ben's Dexies and Benzedrine, that's going to be some kind of prescriptions, whatever. Yeah, those are pills. What's Boo? Boo is uh, when you have magazines in your bag that yeah. with just startling images. Uh-huh. And that gives you enough of a of like an adrenaline rush that it feels like a high. Okay. That's called boo. All right. Thank you for Could also maybe be angel dust. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's either scary pictures or angel dust. I really like Yours, clinicalpainadvisor.com's drug slang words. Here are the things that are listed under boo. Crack cocaine is called boo-boo. And marijuana is called boo. It's got to be marijuana that they're talking about then. Uh, MDMA is called booty juice. (laughs) (laughs) When dissolved in liquid. Mushrooms can be called boomers. Okay. Yeah. All right, so what's weed? I think... Because crack cocaine wasn't a thing in 1963. I would have thought, like, something not on that list was maybe cocaine, but... I don't think that was really a thing. Right, right. Like, when crack... Crack cocaine? I feel like I've heard that term a lot, but I don't... No one uses that anymore. Well, they just call it crack now. You don't call it crack cocaine, but it's the same thing. I don't think I ever realized that. (laughs) So, listen, I'm no drug head. Wait, because crack is made from cocaine. Right, I think it's a more concentrated... Yeah. Um, In my head, crack came from a different drug? No. No. Crack cocaine is just a form of cocaine that is more highly concentrated. Yeah. I should know that. (laughs) I'm just a little kid. I'm from Alabama. We don't have crack down there. (laughs) (laughs) So Smitty is wondering how these people know each other. And Jeff says, you're looking at two great cucksmen of Princeton 55. Mm -hmm. It's a terrible thing for anyone to say. Yeah. Uh, he sells them four joints for $10. That's a hell of a deal. Hell of a deal. And Smitty takes Paul's mohair sweater and sticks it under the door. Uh-huh. And then Jeff lights the joint, doesn't share it, and then just, like, wanders off and starts pontificating about the city. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. He's also pretty cute. He is very cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Zoller Seist article picked up on something I had also thought was that he looks like Tom Cruise. Oh, I'll have to look back at him again. He's got a big, young Tom Cruise look. All right. Like, All right. Ain't look bad looking. Okay. And then, now well, do we hear the music first? Is this a J-cut? I can't remember. I feel like, regardless, the music is very, uh, was the first thing I noticed from this next scene. We, I think we do hear yeah. it first. Because it's and this it's brass Zulo band. Sweet Chariot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is 
you know, just a, a great introduction to this whole scene, mm-hmm. to this whole party, that it's a, you know, a slave, a mournful slave song mm-hmm. being played incredibly jauntily by this, like, New Orleans jazz brass band. Right. We see lots of seersucker, lots of ladies in hats. They're at this tent outdoors, at this country club. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these people. The Drapers walk in, and immediately the Campbells, the Cranes, and Cosgrove, Triple C, oh, all come and greet them. And I was thinking, that's like, you know, all right, we have to make an appearance. Let's all go at once. Yeah. <laughs> so that, like, we're not, we don't have to, like, talk to them one-on-one. Yeah. But also we got to do it early. Yeah. We have to be among the first ones. And Harry's wife talks about their baby, who, uh-huh. of course, has now been born. Yes. She's eight months old. Goodness gracious. And her name is Beatrice Grace. That's... I love the name Beatrice. <laughs> That's a very sweet name. Yeah, it's one of my favorite names. I like the name Beatrix. I was just about to say, I like Beatrice, but I like Beatrix even better. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's Helena cool. Bonham Carter. Yeah. Also, Beatrix Kiddo is the name of Uma Thurman's character from Kill Bill. That's oh. the bride. You don't find that out until volume two. I want to say, I don't remember her even having a name. Okay. Yeah, she's just the bride. Right. Until very close to the end. Right. Uh, I wrote Trudy and Pete sad. Oh, because yeah. they're talking about their baby. That's why. Yes. Mrs. Crane asks about Betty's baby. Right. Betty asks about Mrs. Crane ba- baby. And then Trudy and Pete just kind of look, look at each sad. other awkwardly. Yeah. Pete stands by Don while everyone else just kind of wanders off in different directions and starts like networking, like whispering in his ear about all these high uh, ranking people. Uh-huh. Did you catch the people that he mentioned? No. It was a like an airline executive and something. I don't know. It, hmm. it, it they were like impressive business names, okay. but I didn't catch exactly who they were. Don tells him, "Don't hand out your card." <laughs> uh, here's even though, as he says later, this is a party dis- work disguised as a party. Right. He's still like this. Don't be you don't know, be work guy. That kind of guy. Right. Then we see a nice little scene between Carla and Jean, which I enjoyed because Carla's like, I'm so sick of this. You know what? What? I'm going to give Carla's trumpet trumpet. Burp, 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 burp. Because she ain't t- taken none of Jean's no, she shit is not. this whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. not pandering to him. Mm-hmm. She's not going to be threatened by him. No. She's not going to bow down or, or kind of grovel or anything. She's just yeah. like. Fuck you. He, she's not starting on her back foot or anything. No. She's like, I know you're, where your head is going. Because sa- he says, she says, well, I didn't take it. And he says, I didn't say you did. And she said, not yet. Mm-hmm. And then he calls her Viola, which right. was Betty's nurse that we met right. a few eps ago. And we can tell this is not the first time he's called her that. Right. Because she says, the name is not Viola. It's Carla. He says, do you know Viola? <laughs> we don't all know each other, Mr. Hofstadt. So I wonder... Because, as we know, there's blackface in this episode. Yes. Like, this is more than we've seen from Carla. Like, mm-hmm. I think this is the most, like, real... Th- there have been a couple little lines, but she, she really gets... She has a... In this episode, they address the way that black uh, housemaids are accused and, yeah. and made the fall guy for yeah. things and like and how they are subject to the whims of white people right who employ them and can have that kind of power right and it was like it they, it's not directly related to the blackface that happens right but it's almost like 
look, we're recognizing mm-hmm. racial problems while also showing how just completely oblivious uh, rich white people were to right. racial issues. Right. So it it seems like significant that they would have those storylines in the same episode. Yeah. And we get to see Carla being... A strumpet trumpet. A strumpet trumpet bossing Jean around. I love it. <laughs> and then Jean confronts Sally about whether she's done looking. Because she's right. about to run off playing with her dolly. Right. Do you think Jean suspects Sally? or suspects? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think initially he suspected Carla. Mm-hmm. And he's salty about Carla. Yeah. The whole ep. Yeah. Whether or not he thinks she actually took it. <laughs> right. He's salty about her. Yeah. But I think for sure he suspects mm-hmm. Sally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because he's... He, he's been around little kids. He knows yeah. how little kids work. Then we see Peggy waking up on a couch. Mm-hmm. So she had, Paul had put her to sleep. In her office. She's gone yes. back to her own office. Mm-hmm. She's left the boys to, she doesn't know that they're getting high. I mean, so it started out, she was at the desk. Mm-hmm. I assumed that was her office. I assumed that too. But then she leaves. And then Smitty and the and they're all guys in are Crane's, in Kinsey's office. Kinsey's office, yeah. And then she's back in her... So did they, like, maybe relocate? That could be. Like, she went off to get a blender. We don't know what happened with that blender. Right. Maybe they maybe they went back to her office. They drank a pitcher of rum and Coke Frosties. Yes. She and got she, tired. She was like, I'm going to sleep, boys. Go away. Yes. And they go to his office. That could be. I think that's I'm gonna what happened. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that's exactly what happened. You're the arbiter of things that happen off camera. Right. So I appreciate that. Yes. Olive... She comes out and she's like very sleepy <laughs> and Olive tells her, I know what they're doing. You don't want to go in there. Oh yeah. Cause she's looking for the boys. Yeah. All I'm saying is they obviously don't want to work. So you should just go home. Mm-hmm. You know what Olive is being? Very motherly. She's being very motherly. She is trying to protect mm-hmm. sweet little Peggy. Yeah. While she thinks sweet little Peggy. Mm-hmm. And I think also she wants to get out of there, but she's already <laughs> made the commitment that if you're working, I'm working. But why does she make that commitment? I don't know. Like, I don't know. No one asked her to be there. Right. The other secretaries aren't there. Right. And she's not really getting a lot of work. No. Like, extra work. Yeah, she's being very motherly. Yeah. Very protective. Very overprotective. A martyr is what she's being. Yes. She's being a martyr. Yes. And you know what? It kind of... The, the more motherly she is, the more it stands out to me how much she actually looks like Peggy's mother. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. She, she wears her hair up the mm. same way. It's a little reddish. Okay. I, I think... I'll I th- have to, you'll have to put them side by side for me in oh, the you'll, socials. Oh, you'll see them side by side. Oh, I can't socials. wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, uh, we go to Kinsey's office and Jeff is talking about this dog food commercial that he really likes. And Smitty says, so you two got a lot of girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just can't understand. Yeah, it. Like, uh. And so there's a knock at the door and Jeff says, is it that, that old lady again? <laughs> so clearly Olive has been bothering them uh-huh. while Peggy was napping. And Peggy says, it stink- let me in, it stinks out here. She comes in and Paul and Smitty are kind of trying to run interference. They're like, we need this for inspiration. It's mm-hmm. fine. You can go home. We'll do the work. We got this. Yeah. And Peggy says, are you kidding? We'll end up with nothing. And Jeff starts hitting on her. Uh-huh. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Says, I've got some ideas you can kick around, but you're going to have to tell me your name, sweetheart. And what does Peggy say? I'm Peggy Olson, and I want to smoke some marijuana. Burp, burp, burp. <laughs> 
That's our girl. This was the first time that I laughed real hard. It's very funny. The way she delivers it is so perfect. She is. Just so stoic and serious. I'm Peggy Olsen and Uh I want to smoke some marijuana. Because (laughs) Peggy, Peggy is like Lisa Simpson. You know, she is like Lisa Simpson, where she's a That's rule such follower. A great analogy. Yes, she, I mean we've we've often heard like Leslie Nope is Lisa Simpson, but I think Peggy is also Lisa Simpson. Mm-hmm. She she she's always followed the rules, but she's not dumb. She can think for herself. She's mm-hmm. not a prude. And there's this thing that everybody's getting into. She likes Bob Dylan. She does like Bob. She Dylan. likes, you know. She's drinking rum and cokes. Absolutely. She can smoke some marijuana for sure. She can some boo. It. People have been doing this since they were in college. She didn't go to college. She went to Saint Miss Miss Deersley's whatever secretarial, secretarial school. school. And so, like, the entire time for the rest of this ep, she's like looking at the marijuana and her reactions to it very analytically, mm-hmm. and very much like she's just watching how she reacts to it and. And I love that because guess what? It me. <laughs> I am also Lisa Simpson and I am also Peggy Olson. It me. That's true. That's true. Paul tells her that she won't like it. You won't like it. Peggy says, how do you know what I like? You never ask me how I feel about anything except brassieres and body odor and makeup. I actually put in a little burp, 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 burp there in my notes. <laughs> Smitty is like so excited. Smitty's <laughs> loving this. Smitty's crushing on her. His eyes are so big. Yeah. He's starting to crush on her. You think so? Yes. All right. Yes. I, I think Smitty's starting to crush on Peggy. See, I I see Smitty as just a chaos monster. Chaos monsters can have crushes. That's fair. I this I'm just speaking my truth. All right. Okay. <laughs> I think I I see this more as the ep goes on that I think yeah. he's crushing on her. All right. But. Well, I'd like to to keep seeing that. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. So he lights the joint for Peggy, and she smokes it very pensively. Mm-hmm. It's very, um... She's very... Yes, you're right. She's very analytical. She's yeah. like, hmm, all right, let me try this. She's not... She's not sheepish about it. Uh-uh. She's not scared. She's she's just uh, investigating. And, and then, then... We have a J-cut. We have a J-cut, which means we see... We hear we the music. We hear the music. What, what music do we hear? My old Kentucky home. Who's singing it? Well, we find out. Roger in blackface. Roger in blackface. Whew. Oh, boy. So Roger is on his knee. On stage. On stage by Jane. Singing. She's in a chair. He's mm-hmm. singing to her in blackface. Yes. Very cartoonish. Yes. I was shocked. Okay. Even though we had this yeah. warning. Yeah. Even though we had this warning, mm-hmm. I was shocked. And later I remembered in that warning, it was yeah. like one of our characters is yeah. in blackface. Which right. I think I had missed mm-hmm. the first time I read it. I mean, not that I went back to read it again, but uh-huh. I, it kind of jogged my memory. I took a picture of it. Do we want to hear sure. what it said? What did it actually say? So this episode is rated 13 plus for blackface, drug use, foul language, and sexual content. Okay. And the disclaimer that showed at the very beginning said, This episode contains disturbing images related to race in America. One of the characters is shown in blackface as part of an episode that shows how commonplace racism was in America in 1963. In its reliance on historical authenticity, the series producers are committed to exposing the injustices and inequities within our society that continue to this day, so we can examine even the most painful parts of our history in order to reflect on who we are today and who we want to become. We are therefore presenting the original episode in its entirety. So I don't have any problem 
with this. I'm a white person. Mm-hmm. I understand. Like, that's clear. Mm-hmm. I, but I do think that it, it would be disingenuous to have a nine or seven seasons of a TV show covering rich white people in the 60s mm-hmm. and ignore, like, the very, very racist things that they do. Sure. And... Or have done. Right. I think that wearing blackface was something that def... I mean, up and through the 90s. Right. And then in apparently 30 Rock Community and right. Scrubs was just a, a shorthand for a type of entertainment. Yeah. That people found entertaining for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. The same way that, like, you know guys dressing up as girls not actual drag queens right but it's just you know so silly and so uh, people with very poor senses of humor think that's funny right so i i uh i think i read something about i think dana schwartz wrote about bridget jones diary mm-hmm. and said is it actually sexist for to make a movie portraying the sexism that was the reality at the time Hmm. and so is it racist to make a tv show that's portraying the racism that was the reality at the time right no i don't think it is yeah i 100 percent don't think it's racist Uh it was just interesting to me well it was shocking when i saw that it was roger yes because again when i first read that thing i was like okay well we're gonna see some like news clip or they're gonna be watching some tv show or something Uh So the fact that it was one of the characters, and then once seeing it, mm-hmm. it jogged my memory that it said yeah. one of the characters. Yeah. But it was also so interesting because it, it's not like, it's not like, okay, let's say Art Bitch Midge mm-hmm. was in some vaudeville act. Yeah. And it was part of the actual plot of her life or some, something. Do uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that there would be a larger reason for why this would be happening. Uh-huh. We've never seen Roger perform. Yeah. It's not like he's a performer. Right. It's not like he's one who typically gets up in front of everybody and mm-hmm. has a big gesture or something. So it seemed so much like just kind of shoved in there. Okay. Like, I understand that they want to show racism as it actually existed. Uh-huh. And, you know, these ways in which people didn't even think they were being racist. Mm-hmm. But this particular way of doing it just felt a little ham-fisted. Interesting. Yeah, it felt a little ham-fisted because it just felt out of place for Roger. Mm-hmm. Not that Roger isn't racist. Yeah. It didn't feel out of place for Roger to be racist. It felt a little out of place for Roger to be doing this big showy yeah. at this party. I'm going to get up and do this whole performance with uh-huh. my girl. And I also happen to be in blackface. Yeah. You know what I mean? That part, that's I think what was shocking to me mm-hmm. was that it wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like an integral part of the storyline or an integral part of these characters mm-hmm. that this is what they would have been doing anyway. Yeah. It seemed like, well, we want to tackle this idea. Yeah. That these people are racist. Uh-huh. So how can we do that? It just felt, it felt a little disingenuous. Okay. Just the way that it. Quit stealing my word. Happened. Did you say that word? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Well, I'm a bitch. You don't own it. I don't, your name isn't Miriam Webster. Uh, little do you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that's why it was shocking to me because mm-hmm. it just seemed it seemed like a gotcha moment. Okay, interesting. It seemed a little gotcha. I mean, I appreciate all of their sentiments about yeah. it. I just almost wish it would have happened a little bit more organically. It just felt a little inorganic. 
don't feel that way. All right. I respect you feeling that way. <laughs> I think, um, like we see later, that the idea of the host entertaining their guests seemed to be an idea um, that we see later with with Joan. With Joan, but and she's pushed into that. She is, but we st- it, it it's not the it's not the only time that a host performs for the guests sure. in this episode. Yeah, I think it's. Whereas, like, the Campbells do this big rehearsed thing, Jane didn't prepare anything for this. And Mm -hmm. so it's like this is a a way for them to perform and to also show off their, like, honeymoon lovey-doveyness. Because they are in the honeymoon period. And so they're – and he says, like, you know, I do this for her at home with shoe polish. And she thinks it's great. You know, he just – he loves that he can make this 20-year-old laugh. Right. Like, and he's like, I want to make this 20-year-old laugh in front of all of my – colleagues and, and then he kisses her and gets yeah. smudged paint on and her face and it's so funny oh, God. and everyone is very entertained by except it except for donald draper and pete campbell yep they both look uncomfortable they're very uncomfortable they both walk away yes they're everyone else trudy yeah betty the cranes mm-hmm. everyone else is yeah. loving this whole thing they're cracking up they're uh-huh. having a grand old time yeah and these two are like this is icky yeah and they walk away whether Everyone else laughs, whether they think it's funny or they're just like, we have to laugh at what the boss says. Right. Neither Pete nor uh, right. Don feel that way. Right. I think Pete may have lost some respect for Roger. Yeah. Uh, just for whatever Pete reasons he has. And Don, too. Don definitely has. I mean, Don definitely has. He sort of says as much Yeah. when he's confronted later. Yeah. So Don wants to go. Betty wants to stay for the horse race, the dinner, and the dancing. She really wanted to be at this party. She she mm-hmm. wanted to go with the pretty dress. She wants to dance. She eats like her father yeah, <laughs> in this episode. Does. Yeah, she's which, finally eating. Yeah, I guess that, I mean, which makes sense. Yeah. Because she's 100 m- months pregnant. Yeah. And Don wanders off. And he wanders into this bar mm-hmm. that's just empty. It's because they're at a country club. And he asks this old man in a white tux for an old-fashioned. Yeah. Who's standing behind the bar. Yes. Who so looks, looks like, like a bartender. A bartender. I yeah. mean, we saw, we've seen bartenders in white tuxes yes. in this in this show. Yes. The old man's like, you're in the same boat as me. Yeah. I also don't know where anything is. And Don swings his butt over the... He just, I wrote, Don hops over the bar. Yeah. Why is he so cool? He's so cool. Why is he so cool? He's like the Dukes of Hazard going across the front yes. of the General Lee. He's just like... Why is he so cool? I don't know. And then he... The the article said that he there's a wide shot of him making two old fashions. Mm-hmm. It's a for, great shot for like 17 seconds. Yes. You just get to see John Hamm being a very cool bartender guy. Yes. He, I I wrote that down too. It's such a cool shot of yeah. him just and like the old guys talk. Well, uh-huh. okay, he hops over the bar and the old guy says, "You know, there's a hole over here." <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this old guy, Connie? You know who he reminded me of. Oh. Have you ever seen The Big Lebowski? Yes. He reminds me of the cowboy who's just sitting at the bar at Sam the bowling Elliot. alley. Sam Elliott. Yeah. 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 He yeah. reminds me of him. Just sage, uh-huh. right. knowing, old. Right. Too cool. Has seen some things. Mm-hmm. That's what he reminded me of. Just a brief interaction. He's just blowing through town. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely, he's got that, he's from San Antonio mm-hmm. before it was a state. Mm-hmm. So he's got the same Southwest uh, yeah. vibe 
It's, I almost want to say it is Sam Elliott, but it's not Sam Elliott. It's very a Sam Elliott type. So he asks... Connie. Connie. Mm-hmm. He asks Don, who are you hiding from? And that's when Don says, I'm at work disguised as a party at a party. Connie's at work disguised as a, as a wedding. Yeah. He hates other people's weddings. And he talks about when he was a kid, like paddling on a river by a big party that was happening in a mansion. Yeah. And he says, it's different when you're inside. Yeah. Which is a way that they are kind of bonding over maybe growing up poor. Poor. Mm-hmm. But being uh, fancy now. We don't know who Connie is. No. I don't He's know if we'll very ever find mysterious. out who Connie is. You know who else he reminds me of? Now, I haven't seen all of it or read all of it. Yeah. But isn't there like a ghost bartender in The Shining? Yeah. That's also who he reminds me of. Okay. Just this like apparition. Yeah. Seems mystical. Isn't that guy's name Sam? In The, in the Shining? I, I could be conflating a lot of things here. Cheers. There's a bartender named Sam and Cheers. There's a bartender named Sam and Cheers, and there's also <laughs> Sam in uh, Casablanca. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Play it again, Sam. Mm. Or actually, that uh-huh. that is one of those um, Mandela effect things where we all think that they say play it again, Sam. It's not Mandela effect, but one of those things uh-huh. where everybody thinks it's play it again, Sam, but really it's just play it, Sam. <gasps> But everyone remembers it yeah. as I think play that's it the Mandela again, effect. Sam. Okay, that's the same thing. All right, Berenstein, Berenstein, yes. etc. Yes. Connie asks, "Did you ever see a Midsummer Dream with Mickey Rooney?" And Don says, "A Midsummer Night's Dream." And Connie <laughs> says, "Golly, you're prickly." <laughs> you know who played Puck in a Midsummer Night's Dream? Was it one Ashley Davis? Sure was. Oh my god! Do you know what a Midsummer Night's Dream is mostly about? Tell me, murder. <laughs> Hey. There's, there's a there's a band of, of actors. Yeah. There are some lovers. Uh-huh. There are some fairies. Okay. And there's some murder. There's some murder. So All right. I like it. <laughs> uh, and so he uses Midsummer Night's Dream. He always feels like he's got the head of a jackass, yeah. even though he's real Republican. And then Don talks about how he used to park cars for a roadhouse and all the fancy people inside wouldn't let him use their restroom, so he would piss in their car trunks. <laughs> He says there's probably some kid out there doing it to ours right now. Yeah. And he says where he's from mm-hmm. as being Pennsylvania by way of Illinois. We lost our farm, so we ended, ended up in up coal country. In coal country. Now, when he says that, does that mean they started in Illinois and then they went to Pennsylvania? Yes. Because so Pennsylvania is where is the coal, coal mines is. are. Okay. Yeah. And so we think that he's telling the truth there? Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah, that's Dick Whitman's story. Yeah. 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 He doesn't have to lie to Connie. No, he doesn't. No. <laughs> Connie doesn't really exist. He's an apparition. That's true. I like this this part of our show. <laughs> our show being Mad Men, where Connie's an apparition. Yes. So I, I wrote, we had a stoned quartet just lying around. Yes, back in the office. Back in the office. There, we see them from above. It's a great aerial shot. Yeah. There's a lot of really cool editing in this app. There's all the mm-hmm. J cuts. Yeah. And then there's these long shots. Yeah. So the long shot of Don just muddling these drinks, which was super cool. Yeah. And then this aerial shot of mm-hmm. the four of them just splayed out in the office, totally yeah. stoned. They're totally stoned. Paul, I wrote Paul just slowly eating. Everyone's mm-hmm. got the munchies. Yeah. And Peggy says that she is hungry. She's hungry, but it's not worth anything. <laughs> So she's very in tune with how she feels. Somebody says, rum, have some. They're still trying to find these rum puns. That's, and it's still Smitty. It's like, rum, have some. Some rum? Bacardi Eisenhower? 
that's good. That's a great that's one. Good. I wanted to see. This was directed by Michael Uppendahl. I don't know. Nope, that's not true. This was directed by Jennifer Getzinger. I don't know if she's known for interesting shots, but mm. good on you, Jennifer. Uh, we like your work. We do. Jeff starts, like, putting Kinsey down. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure Kinsey deserved it because he was being, like, snot-nosed or whatever. Because he's putting on an accent. <laughs> mm. And he says that back in Princeton, he was very Jersey. And then says accuses him of being on a scholarship. Shit. And then says that he can't sing. He can't fucking sing. And Paul says, take that back. Take it back. And I left the tiger tones because I had mono. <laughs> and then to prove it, he, he starts, starts singing. singing. Well, he says, sing for them. Let them be the judge. Yes. And so he does. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. So tell me, what did you uh, learn about this song, <laughs> Ashley? <laughs> well, I told you before we started recording uh-huh. and you yelled at me to save it for the pod. <laughs> You slapped me across the face and said, you shut your ugly mouth. Uh, Yeah. I learned that this song has more than just those words. (laughs) Not just more than like the Michigan J. Frog verse, but just the opening line. Right. I mean, but that's all I remember Michigan J. Frog singing. Just going, hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. Yeah. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Like a bad (laughs) ringtone. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Michigan J. Frog, if you uh, don't remember, is there's like a Warner Brothers short cartoon where a guy has a frog that will sing and dance in any time except when like in front of anyone else is anyone watching. Else. Yeah. yeah. So and he's he's convinced he's going to make millions. Yeah. He has this whole vaudeville show. Uh-huh. He turns the lights on and the frog goes ribbit. ribbit. Yeah. <laughs> and it he, drives him to insanity. Yeah. Uh-huh. You old so and so Michigan J Frog. <laughs> Jeff joins Paul and they like he he's like come on buddy. And and they sing, they finish it out together in harmony. That's very cute. So this is the second time that we've got singing uh-huh. that resolves some kind of tension. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, the book was saying that that, that resolved that, um, the tension between the two of them. Yes. I don't know the tension that my old Kentucky home may have resolved. I don't know what but, tension is resolved there. Yeah. And but then what does Peggy say? Peggy's just sitting in her office chair kind of zoning out looking off just says i am so hot <laughs> <laughs> this is another time when i laughed she's so very good hard. she's amazing because she doesn't play high we've no she's we're not in improv right we've seen people play high right what they do is they take one fake drag right and then they start talking like they're in a cheech and chong movie for some reason yes also let me tell you yeah so justin my boyfriend grew up in austria and there are a lot of pop culture references that he doesn't know doesn't understand yeah we're constantly talking about his re-education that's fun he did not know not only who cheech and chong were Uh uh-huh but what they were he thought they might be some small creatures (laughs) he had no idea that they were actual people yeah or that there were movies that Uh there's a whole cultural zeitgeist around cheech and chong he had no idea (laughs) and he knew the words yeah the names cheech and chong and could he like associate them with 
marijuana? No. Okay. No, you no, no, just no. heard. Just the, the names and wow. thought that they might be some, like, little creatures. That's amazing. <laughs> He's like, what kind of creatures are they? And I was like, humans? But <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who Cheech and Chong are? And he was like, no, not at wow. all. Not even a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of things like that. That's he just fun. doesn't know. Does Does he know Click and Clack? The Tappert Brothers? <laughs> exactly. I should ask. I doubt yeah. it. All right. Well, don't say it now. Okay. Because We're find out. on, on the off chance app. that you don't get to it before okay. the app comes out. All right. I'll let him listen to this app and then yes. he can come and tell me. Yes. If he knows Click and Clack, the yeah. Tappert Brothers. Click and Clack. Much more fun than Cheech and Chong, I frankly. like them much more. Yeah. And they're much more highly educated. 100%. Yeah. They're like professors they're, of they, physics. Yeah. They're super, super yeah. smart. And, and one is dead. R.I.P. And the other one is like Alzheimer's. Like, and the other, also one of Cheech and Chong is dead. Oh, yeah. But I can't remember which one. I and think they're not. Cheech. I think one of them's dead. Did Tommy Chong. Chong. I think Didn't it's he die Chong. of like COVID? No, I think he died of cancer years ago. All right. Are we going to look this up right now? Stand by for Chong. This is our Chong update. Uh, Tell me about Chong. Tommy Chong is alive. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what about Cheech Marin? Cheech is alive. I don't Let know. I think one of them is dead. Tell me about Cheech. <laughs> Cheech Marin is also alive. Okay. I don't know. All right. I don't know why I thought <laughs> that they were. I'm relieved. I'm happy that yeah. this came to be. Yeah. And that I could know that uh-huh. somewhere out there, yes. they're still up in smoke. I like that I thought Tommy Chong died of COVID. <laughs> and I, well, because, you know, a lot of people did. A lot of it's people really did. Sad. It is And sad. some of them, it's like a lot of those, like, celebrities die yeah. that you aren't necessarily always in the public eye. Yeah. Well. Okay. We see Betty waiting. She, We find out she's waiting for Trudy to come out of the restroom. Yes. Someone comes and talks to her. Some random dude. Some random man. So he says, I wish you were waiting for me. Mm-hmm. So who are you waiting for? That's very forward. He's very for forward. For a very obviously pregnant woman mm-hmm. at this very fancy party, which means she is 100% married. Uh, definitely. There is nobody yeah. at this fancy party this pregnant. Unwed would mother. Unwed. Exactly. Yes. And if... Uh, she would not be wearing white if her husband had died. Right. So all of those things. Yes. I'll also point out, Mysterious Stranger met Don. Mysterious Stranger meets Betty. They... What Mysterious Stranger met Don? Connie. <gasps> right, 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 right. Okay, yes. Yeah. I was thinking of a woman. Okay, yes, true. Oh, yeah, this, this guy. Yeah. This is, is this the only episode where Don doesn't have a woman to ogle? <laughs> I think so. Oh, my God. Yeah. But he does make out with his wife at the end. So he that's does. nice. That's yeah. a good thing. So he asks Betty, like, another very forward thing. And he says he blames it on the martinis uh-huh. that he wants to touch her belly. But he asks her, like, what's it like to be pregnant? Mm-hmm. And she, because she can't see the good in any of it, says it's uncomfortable mostly. But he's, like, a little fascinated. He is. He wants to touch her belly. I mean, all of that tracks. Yeah. People are fascinated by pregnant bellies. Yeah. <laughs> They're fascinated by them. But is it as frequent to get hit on due to their fascination but with their pregnant belly? Sometimes. Nice. <laughs> nice. And so he's all waiting for his date, and he says, you can't go to these things, stag, but then you meet people. And then you run into people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was interesting that mm-hmm. he said, then you run into people, because that in. sounds like, when you run into somebody, you already know that person. That's true. You're not running into somebody that you've never met before. That's mm-hmm. meeting someone. So that choice mm-hmm. of words was very interesting to me. Yeah. Then you run into people. It, I mean, it is very... Suggestive. It's loaded. It's very so loaded. loaded 
because he's saying, then I met you. Right. Like, that is right. 100% what he's saying. Right. So, Judy comes out. She in wants an to go dance. Adorable, adorable teal floral dress. Yeah. I want to wear that dress right now. She's super cute. She's so... Allison Brie uh-huh. is just a goddess. Yeah. I just... And it's so strange and shocking to me. When we first saw her in this, it's like, well, it can only be for a couple episodes because she's oh. busy doing community. Yeah. But oh, here yeah. she still is. Mm-hmm. Season three. Yeah. Just being a damn goddess. Yeah. She's on... She's heavy in this whole show. Oh. It's really nice. Yes. Of all the wives, you know, that didn't at one time work at Sterling Cooper, yes. like we really do see her a lot. I and adore her. It's great. I love Alison Brie. She's perfect for that part. Mm-hmm. This whole, I mean, we see some of Don and Betty getting ready to go to this thing, but you just know every person, every couple at this party is just like, so strategic about it so we see the cranes and we see the campbells and the way they are approaching this the crane the campbells are on board oh yeah they are here to be seen Mm -hmm. to see to meet people to To network to network to be happy yeah to impress the cranes didn't really get on the same page the same way no harry is just kind of wants to sit down the whole time (laughs) Yes. He would probably rather be getting stoned in the office. 100%. He doesn't want to be there. Yeah, he's not into it. And, like, his wife is just mad at him for... Yes. He She gets mad at him, but you can tell she's kind of annoyed with him the whole time. Do you know what I realized today? Or, or Or found out? What? You know in the office when Pam goes off to art school? Yeah. You know her little art school buddy? Uh-huh. It's Harry Crane. Yeah. It's Rich Summer. It's Rich Summer. I didn't know that until the office ladies told me it today. Hey. Because they're covering season five, ep one. Yeah. Which is when Pam goes off to art school. I just finished that this morning. Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Harry Crane. Yeah. There you go. I was like, why does this dude look so familiar? Oh, yeah. Because he's so much like younger. And And they said, well, actually, he may not be. He's probably about the same time. Yeah, it was probably around Um, the same time. He's been in a lot of stuff. He was in Glow with Alison Brie. I only saw a couple eps of that. I couldn't get into it. Oh, it's good. All right. Try it again. Okay. It's a very good show. All right. It's very sad that it is not going to have another season. All right. I'm telling you. I don't Everyone know how I feel there, about Mark Marin. Here's the thing. I don't like Mark Marin in anything except Glow. All right. It's the only thing that I... he He's still exactly the same. Right. But he's, I do like him. He just it. seemed like Mark... I was ready for him to talk mm-hmm. about his cats. Yeah. He seemed like Mark Marin WTF. Thankfully, he it's not his show. Like, okay. I've never watched Marin. And I'm sure, you know, he's very okay. popular. Yeah. I, I All you podcasters out there, you've probably had your run-ins with WTF at some point. Yeah. It's just not for me. And he does not spoil Glow for me. All right. And it also has that, that young dude that... Is on a lot of cocaine. I don't know. I really right. like Glow. I only got a couple eps in, so I don't know if I've met him. Glow yet. is just like top to bottom trumpet trumpets too. Okay, that's true. Anyway. That's true. And it's got Allison Brie. I'll give it another yeah. try. Do we need to make that the next podcast? <laughs> <laughs> there are so many other podcasts to do before that. There's so that's true. You should just watch it. All okay, right. I'll watch it. So right, then, so then we go to Joan. Uh huh. Serving martinis. Yeah. To a pregnant woman. Yes. A pregnant woman was just felt up because of martinis. That's true. Back to back. We got pregnant martini time. <laughs> it's martini time. Do you know that song? No. Are you going to sing it to me like you sing to me in every app? I don't know anything after Make that. Make it line. up. <laughs> <laughs> it's four o'clock and it's time to shake 
a martini with some ice. You've never seen so much gin all <laughs> over my knife. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Joan is wearing this gorgeous black dress yes. with these red roses on them. Do you know who she looked like? Who did she look like? She looked like, remember when Betty was giving her tastes around the world party? Yes. She looked like Mona. When she was wearing when she was wearing the the more bronzy colored yes. on black. It, yes. That's who it reminded me of of that dress, the black with the red yeah. embroidered flowers. Mm-hmm. It's almost like uh, Roger Sterling as a type. It's almost it's like that. After those two gloriously curvy women, it's interesting that he Ooh. would choose a small child yes. for his next uh, serious relationship. Ooh. The wife says, "I'll cut." The cheese. I'll cut the cheese. So the the attendees at this party, it's Joan and Greg, who is a surgeon, mm-hmm. the head of surgery and his wife, who mm-hmm. are the older ones, and then another surgeon kind of on the same level as Greg mm-hmm. and his wife, who is pregnant. Right. So this younger pregnant wife says she'll cut the cheese and everyone giggles. And then... She doesn't get it. No. Which I guess that was like new slang back then <laughs> <laughs> that only doctors knew about. Right, right. The wives are talking about, you know, they always have all these little inside jokes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there'll be a code pink for when there's an unco- an attractive, unconscious female. Good Lord. Which makes me think of Kill Bill once again, mm. which is not a pretty... Are, did you see Kill Bill? Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, so if, if you haven't seen Kill Bill, uh, Beatrix Kiddo is unconscious in a coma in a hospital for a long time, and she is abused yeah seriously yeah by uh attendees but she also uh rips a guy's tongue out with her teeth so we get a little bit of um payback yeah it's pretty satisfying and then she steals a pussy wagon so joan is gonna go get the roast and like she says she doesn't need any help and then all the women go with her because it's like no this is how this works mm-hmm. and then they talk about it's it seems like they were all making more money than their husbands when they started out yeah which is very interesting very strange yeah the older woman says um i was a kindergarten teacher and i made three times what ron did it's wild that's crazy yeah and but th- it's like they're talking about how but you know then he'll make more money and you can move out of this shithole right and the older woman says that the last thing you want right now is a child. What yes. did you think of that? Don't get pregnant. Yeah. It was strange. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I think what she what she's saying is when they're residents like this and yeah. when they're just coming up, they're busy all the time. You're mm-hmm. not going to have him around. You don't want a yeah. baby right now. Yeah. And the pregnant lady's like, boo. <laughs> and she even says, I told this one, but she right. didn't listen to me. And Joan has been saying, I think it was the last episode when she said that that summer – she thought she would probably get pregnant mm. for whatever reason. Right. And the older woman says that the fact that Greg can get a woman like you makes me feel okay about his future. Makes me feel go- feel good about his future no matter what happens. Yeah. So it, it's clear that Greg is up for a promotion or up for some sort of yes. position. Yes. And we find out later. Sure it's going to happen, yeah. Yeah. And so this wife probably knows even more about Greg's... Because that, that line surprises Joan. Mm-hmm. That like... Mm-hmm. And you know what else? I bet that older woman just knows that Greg is not good. Because mm. she's the one who says, tells her, don't get pregnant. Right. And it's probably like, you're not going to get what you want. Don't get mm. pregnant. And 
And because when she says the fact that Greg can get a woman like you makes me feel glad about his future, no matter what happens, Joan is like, wait, what do you mean? Right. And we find out later that Greg doesn't tell her everything about right. what happens right. at work. So then we have Carla calling the kids to dinner and trying to get Gene to eat. He's sitting at the table. He's all grumpy. Mm-hmm. And he says, you don't want to eat. You can't make me. And Carla says, you either eat or you don't eat. But there'll be no more of that. Yeah. yeah sally is hiding under the dining room table she's like this is a real telltale heart episode for sally yeah like she feels guilty from the start and it just gets worse and so she pulls the money out of her sock she throws it on the floor yeah she tosses it ahead of her and then quote unquote stumbles upon Uh it oh grandpa is this your five dollars there's just it's right here did y'all not look in the kitchen floor huh yeah and he eyes her very suspiciously he's like come here let me see it from that moment he doesn't stop staring at her until like the camera goes off like he just stares at her and like she comes close to her him and she looks real guilty Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then kind of unfolds the five and hands it to him and he says yeah it is mine that's mine that's what i was looking for yeah and like he just she looks down at her plate and he is just staring daggers at her and carla also is like Mm -hmm. a little son of a bitch yeah she actually like takes a bite of she stands up to eat at the counter and she's taking a bite of food but she's also like, thank God. It's this, over. This little white bitch isn't getting me fired. <laughs> over $5. <laughs> we are back at the party. Dawn is giving Trudy some champagne. Trudy is just talking up a storm. Oh, she's having a great time. They have an anecdote, like, ready to go. Like, I bet I bet this was an anecdote they prepared in the car. <laughs> like, Pete's acting like he's not, we didn't have a fight before we got here. I was just sure that one of my old bows might appear with this right. set. With this set, uh-huh. one of my old bows might appear. So the wives are just like pushing the social interaction. Harry's wife, they're at a different table and he's like, I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't got nothing to talk about. We're only going to talk about work. We're not allowed We're to talk We're not allowed. Meh. What do I talk about? And you know what? He was right. He was right. She didn't have anything to talk about either. No. And... Do you know what they are? What are they? They're both like me. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Walk over and say, hi, how are you? Uh Uh-huh. Crickets. 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 That small talk. I can't do it. Terrifying small talk thing. can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with... Just in that situation where there's such a big power differential and it's like work stuff where you don't know them that well. Right. That's the worst version of it. That's the worst when you're trying to relate to somebody outside of the context in which you know them Mm -hmm. and you can't talk about the context in which you do. Yeah. It's like, I don't actually know who you are. And you're also running through a million things in your head that you're like, what's going to be the wrong thing to say? Mm. Like you don't want to offend them or do, I don't know. I I hate that stuff. (laughs) I've learned to not blame myself for it and just be like, oh, that person's lame. (laughs) (laughs) They're just, honestly, they don't yes and. There you go. I blame, I blame bad conversations on people who don't yes and in the conversation. I love that. that. See, now listen, I can small talk all day and night with somebody who will engage with me. Yeah. But, but it's that constant trying to pull somebody Mm -hmm. out. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. And so it's like, you know what? Why am I bothering? Yeah. All right. I like that. You won't yes and with me. So fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly it. Or maybe they're just talking about the thing and not the relationship. (laughs) 
Betty said that she can't dance and she's holding Don back because he loves to dance. Right. Why did she say that? I don't know. Because she's been talking about dancing. Dancing the whole time. Yeah. Before they left, once they got there, she uh-huh. couldn't wait to dance. And now she says, I can't move very well. Uh-huh. As I, I can't move as well as I used to. And yeah. Don's sad because he loves to dance. As if. I don't know why she said that. Yeah. Maybe she's too full from all the food she's been shoveling in her mouth. I don't know. Or maybe... She's got the hots for Henry Francis, mm. who works in the governor's office. Because right. that is the only thing that's changed for Betty. Mm-hmm. Is that maybe she doesn't want to dance with Don right now. Because mm. she'd be thinking about that other fella. Or she doesn't want to be in the spotlight in that way. Yeah. She doesn't want him looking at her more. Mm-hmm. Or maybe looking at her in the arms of another man. Oh, that too. Because... She didn't tell him that she was, she said she was waiting for a friend. I actually, I, you know, didn't know who she was waiting on. Yeah. When it was Trudy. And I was like, is she waiting? Is she lying? Right. That she doesn't, that she's actually waiting on her husband? She wasn't. No. Uh, so Henry Francis, somebody like introduces them because he's, works in the governor's office. He's got a date. She's, you know, some random lady. We don't know her. We find out that Rockefeller married Happy. Yeah. Which, you know, Happy is like the nickname for some a socialite right. who's been divorced for three years and has four children. Yeah. Well, they just got divorced a month ago. Oh, that's what I meant. Three months ago. Three months, a month. Well, they say a month ago. So maybe one person says a month ago and somebody else says three months ago. Sure. That's a fine, that's a fine. I wrote a month ago. Uh, compromise. Okay. And you saw it twice. I did see it <laughs> twice. Because somebody was still watching it when uh, I got here. So, I mean, we know how Betty feels about divorce. Mm-hmm. She doesn't understand that there's life after divorce. Right. She says they just got divorced and she has four children. Yeah. And she's like, holy shit, you can you can marry a Rockefeller after all of that? Yeah. So I think that's, she's like perking up. Like, what? She's, <laughs> this is interesting. She's very caught off guard by this information. Yes. And Roger says, we all know divorce is political Harry Carey. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. And somebody says, why did he marry her? Mm-hmm. And they say... Well, they're in love. And Jane says, aww. Yeah. <laughs> She's such a child. She's, she, her 20-year-old really shows oh, in this episode. Yes. We'll see. Oh, yes. We'll see 20-year-old Jane soon. <laughs> but first, there's a real jaunty song that starts. And yeah. the Campbells have been waiting for this song all night. The Campbells are ready to get down. Here's, and the Cranes yeah. are ready to dance. Here's another thing about my old Kentucky home, this whole episode. Tell me. So this is a derby party. Yeah. Derby parties have their theme parties. Mm-hmm. I would guess My Old Kentucky Home is a song that is part of the Kentucky Derby tradition. Probably. And I would be interested to know if it is part of the tradition of that song that it be sung in blackface. Mm. I read, you know, it is based on like Uncle Tom's Cabin, the lyrics are. And so just to say... That this is a party with certain, they have mint that juleps. Give it, yeah, that could give it more context yes. for why that would have happened. It's definitely in line with it being a Kentucky Derby party. Right, it, right. He wouldn't have done this at a different party. Right. Or, a, you know, a different event. Right. And and so whatever this song is that the Campbells are dancing to, I didn't check to see mm-hmm. what it was. They have clearly rehearsed this. So this is a song that, I mean, you, right? <laughs> Did you pick up on that? Like... I mean, I don't know. I don't... Well, okay. Okay, what happens is uh, the song starts playing. The Campbells, Trudy and Pete, jump up to go start dancing. Don is watching them and dancing with... Like, slow dancing with Betty, I think. 
And but, or is he? No. No. The cranes are dancing. The cranes are dancing. Henry is dancing with his partner. Mm-hmm. Betty is watching Henry. Yes. I think. And Don is watching Pete, like, at yeah. first. Pete is making eye contact with Don and Roger. So, like, whereas Roger was performing and mm-hmm. Pete and Don were watching them, now Pete's performing and Don and Roger are watching him. And they're crushing it. They're dancing a yes. great little number. They are... They're doing all the 60s moves. They're doing lots of the... I mean, I don't know if they're 60s moves. I think they're, like, the Charleston or whatever. Yeah, okay. whatever. It uh, may just be, like, the Charleston. I, right. I'm dumb, you know, as we've discussed. <laughs> and... But they're... That's choreographed. They start kicking and, like, touching the ground and... And they do a little, like, shake where one goes behind them. That All is right. not spontaneous here's dance. What, here's what I'm going to say. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say about that. Okay. My friend Steve runs a swing dance night. Yes. Okay. At the swing dance night, there are just certain moves uh-huh. that are related to swing dancing. Yes. And with a good lead, yeah. you can be twirled all around the dance floor doing these specific moves if you're if you're mm-hmm. already a dancer. Yes. Right? So if you already know these moves and it can look very choreographed. Yeah. While being spontaneous. Okay. I could see yeah. that people in the 60s were dancing was a much more social activity or like true not social but uh more often yeah right like going somewhere and dancing you everyone had to take ballroom dancing lessons exactly good breeding would involve dance lessons exactly and there are very specific moves like there's the twist that we see at the beginning of this episode right Mm -hmm. they're very specific moves i could see yeah that they just know that these are the moves you do and they just do it it also could have been choreographed but i could I would have plausible deniability uh-huh. that they just did this. You, that's not. Well, listen, fine. how dare you? Okay. All right, so. But the cranes are pissed. So you're saying. No, I'm not done. <laughs> you're saying that it's just out of left field that Roger would sing in blackface to his child bride. But it's totally normal, something that we see the Campbells doing all the time is swing dancing. (laughs) What we know about Trudy and Pete Campbell is they can't get enough of that big band swing. Listen, Uh I think Trudy for sure. I think Trudy for sure wants, because she wants to be the perfect socialite. Yeah. And the perfect socialite knows how to dance like that. I could very much see. Do do they? (laughs) Yeah. Is is that right? I think so. All right. Here's, here's, or it's choreographed. Be- it could be both. Here's what I see. I'm happy for it to be either. Here, all right. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Tell me. Now listen. Now listen. <laughs> I see there are two options here. Yeah. We can either say Trudy and Pete are secret professional level swing dancers. <laughs> and we just never see that until this song. They haven't danced the rest of the party uh-huh. they've just danced for this song mm-hmm. or they are ambitious up-and-comers who are going to a party where they're showing their asses and are making direct eye contact with the bosses while everyone else See, now leaves listen. the dance floor i didn't notice pete looking at everybody like that i just he, noticed them having a good time okay they did start off and they were just having a good time they were just dancing and, and then, they say they're going to go dance before they hear, because the reason they all get up and they get introduced to Governor's Office guy yeah. is because they say, we're going to go dancing. They come yeah. up and they say to Betty, oh, do you want to go dancing? And she uh-huh. says, nah. Okay. So I don't think they were waiting for a specific song. All right. I think they just know how to dance. Okay. Well. <laughs> 
This is a good time to bring up that 100% of people said it's that meeting. No, excuse me. Hang on. 100% is five, and two of the five were you. That's on your thing. Uh-huh. And I had another one on a You comment. didn't give them. Wait a minute. You had it's blank meeting. You didn't give them the option of it's that meeting or sad meeting. I think it's better to not put a sound in their head. <laughs> Because that's what closed captions did to you. They put the word sound in your head. All right. And they brainwashed you into thinking that that was a normal thing. So it's normal for Roger Sterling to say (laughs) sad meeting as he walks into a room with a fired person and like the head of his company. But it's not normal for him to sing in blackface to his child bride. Yes. That is what The inconsistency (laughs) of your interpretation of these people is infuriating and makes me like i'm gonna have to get massages you want to find a new co-host like the tension in my shoulders (laughs) is so intense it's bad for my health all right i'm sorry i can't i can't change who i am if only you could (laughs) i wouldn't have that okay thank you so yes harry can't dance he like pecks no. his head Harry a couple can't times. dance. They almost bump into Harry's wife and yeah. she's pissed. And now yeah. Harry's watching the Campbells and they're yeah. like, this is so fun. Right. His wife is pissed and storms off. Yeah. His wife wanted to be them, but Harry wouldn't practice the dance moves when there they went home. Go. Ken, like all times, is just happy to be there. Yeah. I don't think Ken had a care in the world. No. Because unlike Henry Francis, he didn't mind coming stag. Right. And he said, I got to bring a date next time. Like, Yeah, so I have somebody to dance with. Yeah. Yeah. Because I bet he's a fun dance. I could see Ken just knowing how to dance, mm-hmm. for the record. Yeah. So we have a J-cut. Yes. Where we hear Paul repeating, this is the way the world ends. This, this is, is the way the world ends. ends. This, this is, is the way, way the world, world ends. ends. With a whimper, not a bang, or yeah. something like that. With a whimper, not a bang. Not well, with a bang, but with a whimper. That's what he said. That makes... I knew that whimper came later. Yes. Thank you. So we that happens while we're still seeing the dancing. Mm-hmm. And so here's probably where you see Smitty is trying to charm yes. Peggy. Yes. And he tells her, I went to the University of Michigan. Hey! Yeah. Which yeah. when I saw, you were sitting next to me. <laughs> and we both looked at each other and we're like, ah! That's where we are. Yeah. Well, because he says, we get it. You're educated. You were in the Tiger Tones. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. And he says, I went to the University of Michigan. Yeah. And Peggy went to... Which, weren't you Mm -hmm. wondering... Yes. ...about way back, about that uh, one of the students... Uh Uh-huh. Some student wrote this, like, thesis or whatever. And we wondered, could that have been from U of M? The Port Huron statement. Right. And we found out it wasn't from U of M. It wasn't specifically, like connected with it right but it does make sense why he would have a friend mm-hmm. in port huron that's a really good point i he didn't make that connection yeah so smitty is officially from michigan <laughs> <laughs> he's a wolverine hey go blue and peggy went to mrs deaver's whatever. secretarial school secretarial miss deaver's secretarial school paul is freaking out he says i keep thinking about rum i keep thinking about cuba i keep thinking about how we're all going to die we almost died because he's still thinking about the Cuban Missile Crisis, right. which was the end of last season. And Peggy starts working, mm-hmm. as Smitty says. He's like, we should do something about life. And Smitty says, let's go on the roof. <laughs> and then Peggy has her 
epiphany. Yeah. And it's a real find your beach moment. Yeah. It's exactly what Corona the beer has been telling us for a while, which is you could be on a hammock between the clotheslines on a roof, but you're, it's still Daiquiri Beach. Yeah. And she says, you can both leave. I'm in a very good place right now. <laughs> this is where Peggy is like the Buddha character, just... Oh yeah, at peace with the world. She now listen. They said earlier that they mm-hmm. needed to get high for inspiration. Yes, and this is the only person who that has actually worked for. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, it makes Smitty horny, and it makes uh, Paul freak out. He's paranoid. Paranoid. He's legit paranoid. Yeah, and Peggy is just zen. Yes, and inspired. Yes, maybe Jeff was the real horny one because he kept yeah. hitting. A... Yeah, Smitty's just goofy. Yeah, what does he even? Do? Where's Kurt? Where is Kurt? He's off. Maybe he's cruising in the park. Maybe so. Maybe he and Sal <gasps> are cruising in. Okay, oh so boy. Sal <laughs> goes to the park just for a nice day because yes. it's Saturday. Yeah. And he sees Kurt uh-huh. in the park. Yeah. And he sees Kurt's got shifty eyes. Oh. He's got the like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find somebody else. And Sal was there for Kurt's admission. Exactly. Yeah. Kurt or Sal knows. Sal does. And Sal goes over to Kurt and says, hey man, what you doing? Uh-huh. And Kurt says, I am doing the cruising. <laughs> And Sal says, what does that mean? Uh And Kurt says, I am looking for the man. And then they talk more and Uh Sal learns about cruising. That's incredible. I really love that story. So, and it's not even that they hook up. No, no, no. no. He just learns. It's like a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Because he's a baby gay. He is. Sal is a baby. And and, yeah. Is Kurt German? Uh. Yeah, I don't know either. He's some kind of something. Kurt seems like a German name. Right. But also, it might not be his real name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we don't see Kurt. That's completely not a thing. No. But we do see Olive, and she's got her martyr face on. Uh, she saved Peggy's purse. She saved her life from, by saving that purse. Because she, she left it unlocked in her office. Unattended. And guess the only person rifling through her fucking office unlocked was Olive. Yeah. She says someone could have stolen it. And Peggy yeah. says, there's no one here. Yeah. And... She's really shaming Peggy for smoking pot. Yeah. You think I don't yeah. know what you've been doing in she, there? If if it had just been the purse, it would be okay. Right. But it was the it was the ganja. Right. <laughs> it was the boo. It was the boo. <laughs> and so Peggy has a donologue. Where she, she, she does. She says, you know what? I have a job. I have my own office with my name on the door. I have a secretary. That's, and that's you. you. And I'm not scared of any of this. But you're scared. Oh my god, you're scared. Don't worry about me. I am to going I'm going to get to do everything you want for me. I'm gonna be fine, Olive. I really am. Yeah. And that very much felt like she was talking to her mother. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it was like Yeah. Peggy is is the old her, the old the rules that Olive had to follow. Mm-hmm. Olive probably couldn't get away with Smoking pot with a bunch of men that she's oh, not no. married to no. on a Saturday. In a closed room? No. No way. That is not... Because she's probably looking out for her honor. She's mm-hmm. like, you need to be a eligible... But she says you're not thinking about your future. Yes. Yeah. Which almost certainly means marriage. Right. And, and children. And, and that's when Peggy says, this is my future. Yeah. I'm here. Like, I've got the things that I want, and I'm on that path. Yeah. Yeah. Burr, 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 burr. I love it. Yeah. I Fantastic. also wrote... Peggy, high as a kite. High as a kite? <laughs> she is just like, I imagine 
the episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns has like had some kind of treatment done and he's just like glowing and yes. wandering around the woods. Yes, and his eyes are all dilated yes. and he's like kind <laughs> yeah. and loving. Yeah, he's just yeah. this benevolent spirit yes. that everything is clear. Yeah. And that's Peggy. And I love it for her. So she asks her to set up her dictaphone and get her a glass of water. After you hear a crashing. She goes into her yes. office. She says, <laughs> Olive says, the expense report is on your desk. And she says, thank you. And then she goes into her office and you hear crashing. <laughs> and she comes out with just this jumbled mess of technology. Yes. I need you to set up the dictaphone. Right. Get me a glass of water. <laughs> and then you can go home. Yeah. And oh my gosh, your, your necklace is so beautiful. Oh, it's a cross. Oh, yes. It's a, yeah, it's a cross. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that Peggy has, she's like finding her religion. Finding her religion. No, she's losing her religion. Losing. That's, That's the R-E-M. opposite. Yeah. There yeah. you go. I don't know R-E-M. That's R-E-M, right? Uh-huh. Great. I didn't make it through that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking R-E-M, Raimi? Okay. So, and then she like looks out at the office and she just sighs. She's just like so happy to be there. Mm-hmm. I love Peggy. I love Peggy. Then we are back at Joan's party where they're all sitting around. The pregnant woman is drinking still. Mm-hmm. And the chief of surgery man compliments the hands of the other surgeon. Mm-hmm. And it has it becomes clear that Greg has lost a patient. Like, Well, because so the other guy, the other doctor guy is yeah. clearly moving on somewhere. Yes. Because they're saying, we're not sure how to replace you. Yes. And if I need a pneumonectomy, whatever uh-huh. it is. I'm going to, the head surgeon is saying, I'm going to come to you, other doctor guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Steady hand or something. And And then they kind of look at Greg, who looks sad. Yeah. He's like looking down at his drink. Yeah. But he doesn't worry Joni about those things. Right. Joni's like, well, they said, oh, we Mm -hmm. didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. And Joni says, mean it like what? And he says, I don't worry her about those things. And the doctor guy says, we all get a bad result sometimes. Right. Bad results. Yeah. Clearly he did some surgery and the patient didn't make it. Yeah. And it's interesting because, like, it's rare to have a bad doctor on a TV show. You know? Usually the doctor is, like, just a smart person. Right. They're good at their job. And we have a lot of competent competent people in this show generally. People are generally good at their jobs. And so all we know about Greg is he looks great on paper, but it's like, oh, he's not even good as a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough. So we'll see how that goes. Hmm. But then Greg turns it around and decides. Well, because the pregnant lady said, it gets uncomfortable. Yes. And the head doctor's wife says, this is not civilian conversation. We need to stop. Mm-hmm. So there's this kind of beat of awkward silence. And the pregnant lady says, do you want to play charades? Yeah. And the other doctor guy says, ah, you're terrible at that. And her little feelings get hurt. So mean. So mean. It's like the pilot with the stewardesses. Right? Why do people have to just... so mean. Just the casual insulting of women. Right. I mean, that must be a... A a affirmative choice that the writers of the show make to just have... It's great. Not everything is an after-school special, but there is just casual... Right. Even from people like Freddie Rumson. Even people that you like are just occasionally... Yeah. Uh let slip that things were different and they were playing by different rules and yeah it sucked so so the wife says charades and Mm -hmm. the husband shuts her down and then greg is like well Joni can perform for us she sure can yeah she has many talents what did you think was about to happen i thought she was gonna go get a guitar okay or ukulele yeah classic things that people can just pick up pick up and 
feel very 60s. Uh-huh. Instead, she gets an accordion. She gets a goddamn accordion. <gasps> a whole accordion. It's so big. It's She looks great holding it. Oh, my God. <laughs> she gets out this accordion. Yeah. She straps it up. Yeah. And then she fucking starts singing in French. She starts singing in French. God damn it, Joan. She's so cute. Oh. C'est magnifique. Uh, she's only doing it because Greg is like, she doesn't want to. No. Greg, like, pleads with her. She's staring him down yeah. this entire time. Yeah. She's pissed at him. Yeah. But she's going to do what he mm-hmm. says because she's a good wife. There's a lot of hidden talents yeah. in this show, aren't there? Yeah. We didn't know Roger was such a good blackface minstrel singer. <laughs> we didn't know the Campbells were such good dancers. Right. We didn't know Joni could play the accordion and we didn't sing know in French. Peggy could be so good at getting high. She's... Excellent at getting She's high. She's amazing at getting and high. And she made up a great campaign just all on her own. Yeah. Or just with the influence, you know, Mary Jane was her muse. Yes. Uh, but Joan's crushing it, and I love her. I love her also. I, it, listen, from here on out, I think I'm just going to have a, a problem every episode. Probably. Because it's Probably. just... It She's, hurts my feelings. Yeah. At this point, you know, the first season, they hadn't quite figured out where Joan was. Yeah. They figured out where Joan is. And it's just so great because, yeah, she just looks incredible. and she's, But she's also got these great storylines. She's a great actress. Yeah. And she, I love... There's so much depth. Right. I mm-hmm. love now that she's more than just the bitch. Yes. Because at first, she was just the HBIC mm-hmm. taking control of the office, mm-hmm. ordering everyone around. Yeah. And she still is that a little bit, mm-hmm. right? But we're seeing so much more dimension yeah. to her and vulnerability mm-hmm. and, God, why does she just look <laughs> so good? And and just curves. Oh. Curves all day long. So the derby party is reaching its finale, and we can see that because the ice horse is melting. Melting. Betty is just going at that buffet. <laughs> <laughs> She's not done. Yeah. Jane, I wrote, is drunk as fuck. Oh, yeah. Stumbling over to the buffet. Yeah. She drops food. Yes. And then she just falls on her ass. Yes. And Don and Betty try to pick her up. And she's realizes that, that Betty's, Betty's pregnant. Pregn- oh, my God. You're pregnant. <laughs> you're so beautiful. You're so Don't beautiful. you just love looking at her? Yeah. Which, can't argue. Right. But she's like such a drunk co-ed at yes. this point. Yes. Who, she didn't eat anything. <laughs> No. And she reveals that she knew that Betty and Don were separated. Right. Because she said that, uh, I'm I so glad kn- you're, I knew you would get I back together. I knew you two would get back together. Yeah. No matter what, the, no matter what, I never had any doubt, no matter what the mm-hmm. problem was. And Betty shoots a look at Don. She's staring daggers mm-hmm. at Don. And all he had said to Roger was that he was sleeping at the Roosevelt. Like He said that to Jane. If you need me, I'm at the Roosevelt, if there's an emergency. That's true. Don tells Jane. I guess he told both of them that independently. Well, because... I hadn't realized that. Because Sally calls yeah. and says, where is daddy or something. Once again, Ashley, <laughs> the fact that Jane was Don's secretary just completely left my brain. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're welcome. That's how this how all came I... to be. That's how she entered Roger Sterling's life. Yeah. She was Don's secretary. Yeah. She knew these things. There you so go. So here's, here's what this show is. <laughs> Here's what our show is, is I make vague, confusing hints about what will happen in the future, and you keep track of what has already happened. Right. 
at no point do I know what's happening. Perfect. Great. In this entire show. (laughs) I could, when we, we always talk about what the next show we're going to do. We just need to do Mad Men again. Again. We just need to, I'll be the one who's seen it before and you'll be like, oh God, that happened. Who is that again? Right. What? Boy, oh boy. That's okay. This is fun. Uh, And then, so Betty storms off because she's pissed. And then Jane turns to Don and is like, why don't you, or you don't like me. She's grabbing him. Yeah. She's like grabbing his crotch because she's seated and Mm -hmm. he's standing. Yeah. And she's grabbing at like his coat, but you can hear his belt buckle. Oh, yeah. Rustling. And girl, I don't blame you for trying to (laughs) grab that big old ham. Let's just be real. I mean, if you got to steady yourself. If you got to grab onto something sturdy. (laughs) (laughs) If you need a nice big buoy. Absolutely. If you can't reach that ass, just go for the ham. <laughs> yeah. And you don't like me. I'm a nice person, she says. Poor thing. All wasted. Yeah, I mean, this is what happens when you get too drunk. This is why no one else gets sloppy drunk at these things, because they know you get honest. Yeah. And the anathema to a work party is honesty. Yes. You can't do that. Right. And she says, like, I should have eaten something. And Roger yells, well, someone please get her a glass of milk. Because he walks in and sees this going down. Yeah. She sees Jane grabbing at Don's crotch. And yeah. he's like, fuck, the big old ham. Right. Yeah. I can't compete with that ham. Exactly. He's still got dark hair. Exactly. So, like, Roger is mad at Don. Yes. And at first it looks like he thinks that he's making a move on his wife. Right. Which is insane. Right. Like, of course... Don wouldn't do that at right. Roger's party, even right. though Don Roger did that at Don's house. Yeah. Got drunk and made a move on his wife. Well, so he, yeah, I mean, he doesn't so, think it's outside the realm yeah. of possibility. He's so, projecting. Roger and Jane do have that in common, uh-huh. where they get drunk and make moves on Drapers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but Don's like, I'm not, he's like Carla with Jean. I'm not entertaining this. Right. She's drunk. But then Roger is still... He's, like, mad at Don for not accepting him and Jane. He says, I don't know what I did to get under your skin. Yeah. And then he says, my mom was right. It's a mistake to be conspicuously happy. And Don says, no one thinks you're happy. They think you're foolish. Yeah. Which is honesty, baby. Yeah. Coming out. And Roger is like, well, guess what? You're not coming back to this club again. The great thing about a place like this is you can Mm -hmm. come here and be happy. And choose your guests. Mm-hmm. And then he walks away. He walks away. They are on a break. Dodger. <laughs> Dodger. That's that's Dodger. Their, that's their ship. Yes. Yeah. Dodger. It's 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 hard times in Dodgerville. <laughs> so we see Sally in a little nighty and pigtails all ready for bed. So this little nighty is so cute. Yeah. There's so many ruffles and adorable <laughs> florals, and it's just adorable. Yeah. It's very sweet. And it's like she goes to say goodbye, goodnight to her grandpa, but she's like, goodnight, grandpa. Oh, and yeah. Like, tries to get out of the oh, way. Yeah. She's like, I got to do this thing that I'm supposed to, but I'm going to uh-huh. run away. Right. Yeah. She's so scared because she hasn't like been punished. Right. Other than just with the laser look. eyes. Right. And, but Jane makes her sit down, gives her the book. Jane makes her sit down? Jean. <laughs> Why do they all have to have that kind of name? I don't know. PPP. Jane, Jean, John, and Betty Jane. Peggy. Betty Peggy. But he says, get in here. Sit down. Jean says that, not Jane. Thank you. Yeah. I was confused. <laughs> and she starts reading about... Well, she's still nervous. She sits yeah. down. She's she's waiting for that what for. Right, right, right. And then he grabs the book and hands it to her. And right. And she just starts reading. And 
they, they just move on. I guess it's a real, you know, grandpa's disappointed in you, but yeah. not actually punishing you. Yeah. And that's, you know, they end just like we saw them at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's real cute. Also, just we have to acknowledge that the things she is reading out loud are like just debauchery and right. bacchanalia and yeah. all these. Uh, and also, like, she's what, eight? And she's yeah. reading these incredibly large words. Yeah. Which even for the actress, I was uh-huh. impressed with. Right. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. It's very cute. I wonder what she was like, you know, mm. when, as a, I'm sure there are interviews with her and stuff, yeah. but she's been on the show for three years. I mean, probably like four years now because yeah. it takes so long for these episodes to come out. Right. So then we see the tr- party is truly winding down. Everybody's There's not a lot of people leaving. There. The only people on the dance floor are Roger and Jane. And Slow they dancing. actually look like they love each other. Yeah. Like they're conspicuously happy. They are conspicuously happy. And there's a long shot of Don walking just out of the tent into the woods, mm-hmm. into the darkness with Carrying Betty's, Betty's coat. Mm-hmm, and her purse. Mm-hmm. And then we see that he is walking toward Betty, who is just staring out into the wilderness. Yeah, she's in this weird little, like, cove of trees, mm-hmm. staring at nothing in particular. Yeah. She's got a lot to think about. I because guess. she's got the... She was just hit on by this man, this single man, very intently, mm. and that kind of shook her. Yes. And then she finds out that Don's been blabbing their business yeah. all over town. She's still she's still not very settled. And yeah. Like, the fact that she got mad about Jane saying that tells us that, like, they're not over it. Yeah. Like, there is still shit happening. Yes. And he walks to her and drops the jacket and they make out well so they start with just a nice little kiss it's just a little smooch yeah and then he drops the jacket and it's Mm -hmm. arms around each other full-on making out and it's a long shot Mm -hmm. very from very far away and a slow fade out yeah back to the kind not it wasn't a long pull out right but it was a slow Mm -hmm. end unlike last week with the over right because they were trying to keep in in mind, Bye Bye Birdie and How Bye Bye Birdie ends. Which, which is, is why they the, ended so abruptly. Right. Listener, last if you episode. haven't listened to the Bye Bye Birdie in last episode, then what are you even doing here? <laughs> it was magnificent. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe he's okay with being a little conspicuously happy with his wife. Because that's a lot of affection for Don to show his wife out in the middle of it is. a party. It's, it's not totally hidden. out in the middle. I was going to say, yeah. it's still quite, it's far away from the tent. Yeah. And in this little alcove of trees. Mm-hmm. And in the dark. Yeah. I feel like often we have seen them leave social functions uh, not speaking to each other in the car. Yeah. Several times. So this is one of the few times we don't see them leaving in a car. Yes. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> yeah. So this is a, quite an episode. We have a lot of singing. Yeah. We had at least three different, four different singing. You've got the Tiger Tones singing yeah. that whatever. You got my old Kentucky home. Yeah. You've got Say Magnifique. Are there any others? Yeah. That's does, it. Does Sally sing? No. Does Carla sing? No. Does Pete sing? No. Gene right. doesn't sing. There's only three. All right. That's, only three songs. That's but enough. that's a, that's plenty. It's a few. Yeah. We've got. We learn. We, I don't know. <laughs> What do you think about this episode? Okay. On the doozy meter. Now listen. Yes. I wouldn't say that this was a doozy and that it was very shocking or blew me away. Right. However. Except for the part that shocked you. Except for the part that shocked <laughs> <laughs> We won't talk about that one. 
That one doesn't count. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, however, it was, for maybe the first real time, yeah. legitimately funny. Yeah. There was so much great humor uh-huh. and writing yeah. uh, that happened. I'm going to give it 81% doozy. I like it. Yeah. Comedy ups the doozy factor. It, uh, it does up the doozy factor. And I'm going to give it 9 out of 10. Oh, my gosh. Peggy's first joints. Aw. Yeah. I love it. I'm so happy for her. Yeah. All right. Yakety sex. Ashley predicts. Oh, boy. All right. Well, stealing grandpa's money uh-huh. had a mixed bag effect on Sally. Mm-hmm. Part of her felt guilty. Okay. But part of her felt alive. <gasps> yeah. And so she's going to chase that. But what she's realized is she can't steal from loved ones. Because the guilt came in in the fact that she loves her grandpa. Mm-hmm. So she's going to start stealing from strangers. Yes. So okay. she's going to go around the neighborhood on her little bike, mm-hmm. looking so cute. Nobody's going to suspect a thing. Definitely not. And in this quaint little town, nobody locks their doors. <gasps> mm-hmm. So she just goes into homes in the middle of the afternoon and just steals things. Uh-oh. And it starts small. It starts with, like, you know, a little knickknack. Mm-hmm. or a kid's necklace, like some costume jewelry. Mm-hmm. But then as she grows more and more fond of this activity and uh-huh. develops a taste for it, yeah. she starts stealing bigger things. <gasps> like what? Like televisions. <laughs> like the big tube uh-huh. televisions. At one point, she steals a car. Wow. She learns how to hotwire. Ooh, I like this. It yeah. takes after her father. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Sally's becoming a little klepto. Okay. And that's, Is that kleptomania or just robbery? Um, <laughs> uh, little from column A, little from column I feel B. I thought kleptomania was like you go to someone's house and you have to take things or you go shoplifting no. and stuff. That's kind of what, all right, well, now listen. I think breaking maybe, into a house. Maybe it'll it develop <laughs> into kleptomania. This is the start of it. Okay. She just can't stop stealing. She can't regardless. stop stealing. She yeah. got a taste for this shit mm-hmm. and she likes it. Mm-hmm. So that's Sally. Betty is going to have this baby. Oh, I hope so. Get this fucking baby <laughs> out of... I can't stand this pregnant belly another yeah, episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So if she hasn't yet had the baby, I'm going to pretend that she has. <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge this fake-ass mm-hmm. belly anymore. Okay. She's going to have this baby. She's going to go into a downward spiral because it's a boy. Yeah. She's just losing her mind. She was expecting a girl... She wants a girl. They have mentioned that it's a girl every episode oh, this yeah. season so far. She's confident. They're she hammering said it, today. it in that it's going to be a girl. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a boy. And I already know that because big old John's ham already told me. <laughs> but she's just going to lose her ever-loving mind. Yeah. Which is how Sally ends up getting away with stealing so much shit. Because nobody's at mm-hmm. home paying attention to her. Because not mm-hmm. only is there a new baby, but her mom has gone crazy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Jean mm-hmm. is... Just making Sally read worse and worse books to him. <laughs> yeah, like what? Oh, well, I don't know. What kind of books are worse than The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire? Mine Kampf. Okay, good choice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is a bad book. <laughs> that is troubling to have an eight-year-old read. Right, right, right. Yeah, so books of that ilk. Mm-hmm. So that's happening. <laughs> There's a lot like that. Yeah. Pete and Trudy, mm-hmm. everywhere they go, they're dancing. 
And they make it look real choreographed. Yeah. But in the dancing, they're saying, this is spontaneous. <laughs> they're looking into the camera and saying, we're making this up as we go. Uh-huh. All right. They're, like, in the grocery store. Yeah. yeah. They're at the pharmacy. They hear the, you know. It's like they're living in La La Land. Exactly. They yeah. hear the jingle in the in the elevator, uh-huh. and they start, you know, break dancing. <laughs> <laughs> now that I gotta see. You see Trudy Pete break dancing. Um, Peggy is high all the time now. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's realizing that being stoned really ups her inspiration. Mm-hmm. And she comes up with the most incredible ad campaigns. Yeah. And people can't, they were like, damn, we knew Peggy was talented, but this is otherworldly. Uh-huh. They can't understand where it's coming from. Uh-huh. Until the constant pot smoke mm-hmm. sets off the fire alarms, mm-hmm. which sets off the sprinkler system. Uh-oh. Yeah. And then what, is that, does that snap her out of it, or is that we, just a thing that happens? We find out in the next ep. So it's oh, kind okay. of a cliffhanger moment. Okay. So it ends on the sprinklers coming on and Peggy's eyeballs going all large. Like, <laughs> what have I done? Uh-huh. And they're just beet red. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she tries to open her eyes all the way, but she yeah. can't. <laughs> she tries to go wide-eyed, but it's just regular She's eyes. She's Towley from <laughs> South Park. Yeah. <laughs> She's Cheech and or Chong. <laughs> One of those what, little creatures. One of those creatures. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Um, and Don, mm-hmm. he's got a new baby at home, but he just could give a fuck. He doesn't yeah. really care. Mm-hmm. He's in the office, and he's mm-hmm. doing some advertising. Okay. Yeah. All right, Don does some advertising. And the lingo is going to be, toke him up, Johnny. <laughs> it sure is toke him up johnny we've learned nothing (laughs) i love it yeah i can't wait to watch that episode and see all those things happen yeah well listeners thank you for being with us another episode of mad women yes we love your interaction <laughs> we love if you have questions or suggestions or just add a girls or trumpet trumpets or trumpet trumpets i want a trumpet trumpet you can have one <laughs> and rate us review us on itunes or spotify nicely. yeah do it nicely but do it but it, do it it helps us it gets us a wider audience yes we want to be the number one Mad Men recap episode ha- show happening. Because there are other ad- active Mad Men recap podcasts. Ha- I can't say any of you those can't. words. But don't hold that against <laughs> Mad Women. Because the quality is there. They don't have strumpet trumpets or they- trumpet trumpets. And if they do, listeners, we will pursue legal action. Exactly. I'm an attorney in Alabama. You are. I don't know if y'all know this. That's a true story. It's le- I know exactly how to sue podcasts in the state of Alabama. <laughs> and no one can stop me from doing it. Mm-mm. And until then, Merry, Merry Mad, Mad Men, Men to all and to all a good, good night. night. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen.
This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.